Hello, welcome to the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast. My name is Sean Peterbudge. We're brought to you by 121 Media and MGA Tim. Drop your fucking desk. Thank you. The good doctor is here. He's positively beaming following another eight-point weekend for his Blues and his Giants. Timbo Slice. How are you, Sean? Yeah, good. What's going on? Well, yeah, basking in what was almost a 16-point win. Because you got the Blues, you got the Giants... Port had a win and Essendon lost, but that was the same game. But it, it kind of was almost worth two. Did Sydney win? Sydney drew. There you go. What have you had? You've had a fourteen-point weekend. Eighteen-point weekend, we just said. So yeah, you don't get you don't, you don't get the you, know, you don't get the Essendon result twice. No, you get Carlton. But... <laughs> you get Carlton, Sydney, Port's but, win, but, and but the day Liam the Jones saved, saved Towner's goal with a um, headbutt. with a headbutt on the goal line. And did you actually see there was a photo of, like, they had the vision of Dan Houston's goal. Yes, we've all and, seen the photo. And they, and they had, like, 12 bodies on the goal line and then the goal umpires underneath it all going, <laughs> I don't know whether he was worried he was about to get cleaned up or just having the absolute time of his life. Made the right call. I absolutely did. I mean, it was pretty clear, though. Like, it wasn't close, but it was, um, yeah, it was good. Good goal, you know, fifty-five meters, clear the clear the line after the siren, wet ball, pretty good goal. It's funny after a week off, you forget. Like I've just asked you about the Giants and the Blues, and you've fucking given me an answer about Port Adelaide. Yeah, that's I. I am my own person, and I have my own influence. You have your own way of going about things. There's no doubt about it. And it's exciting to have been granted an audience with the Podfather, mysterious, elusive, very hard to get a hold of. He's granted us just a little bit of time to get the episode away. And we're, we're honoured that he's been able to just squeeze us in. You've been able to accommodate us for Bagger Nausch. Whenever you're ready. Whenever Buona, you're... Buona ragazzi. I've, uh, I've been a busy boy. and uh, I'm going to let the listeners in on a secret. You've been so busy, he's cut me out of his life entirely. I have. That's Sean, fine. Sean, Sean had dinner at my house three weeks ago. I've cut Do, him out of his after, after recording the podcast. I drove all the way did out you to South Korea. Shit Rome in his salad or something, did you? Or? I must have. I must have. We haven't spoken since. Sean doesn't understand that I start work before he does. So you start work at six in the morning? No, no, before you're on the on the bike. Yeah, so you're wrong in that. You don't start work before me. That's neither here nor there though. Okay. Petty? Correct. Harrison. There's another way to look at it. Harrison. Start <laughs> I start work before you. I mean not technically. I mean no, that's no, technically I start, incorrect, because you do start work before me. I start work before you get on the bike. Mm-hmm. If I call you before that, you don't answer because you are working. You we like, haven't called me in some time. That's why I'm just letting the listeners in. We, we, we aren't speaking. It's No. I, I, you cut not, me out. You've cut me asunder. No, no, that is incorrect. Yes, I yes, haven't cut yes, you out. Yes, if you yes, felt yes. cut out, like phone works both ways. Yeah, well. I will answer it at any time. Maybe give him a call. He, seem, he seems bruised. You've missed out on quite a bit. That's fine. Well, did what you get I, married? No, no. You just missed out on quite a bit because you've cut me out. You've cut me asunder, and no, a, bit's, a bit's happened since you decided to. Well, fill, fill us. No, I won't. Collectively, no, I'm not going to. Sean Petty Budge. No, <laughs> Harrison. Correct. No, you don't deserve. How it. is everything, Fabian? Yeah, hectic. Yeah, got the wife going in for surgery tomorrow. Can we ask what's going on? Gallbladder removal. Gallbladder removal. Okay. Removal. My boss had that done the other She's day. She's got a stone the size of a like a, a game. Is it a die or a dice? Well, singular what? would be Sing- die. Die then. Wow. That's yeah. So um, it's obstructing. 
she on the Rob Beaners as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. Um, she's just having to put up with Fab for how long's it been? A while. Married or together? Together. Together, 23 years. I'm surprised she hasn't had two. Two, two gallstones. Well, well, she won't be having them anymore. Well, wish her all the very best of luck so, from her loyal fans. That's that's happening tomorrow. Obviously, with score holidays, the Pipsqueaks are home. So it's all happening. I might actually give Child Protective Services a ring after this. and uh, Because in my experiences, those boys are about to get a fucking bollocking like they've never received. <laughs> and obviously, oh, in the financial day, year is a fun time for yes. all businesses. So. We've spoken about this in the past. Fabian invited me over for dinner one night, um, <laughs> as he so generously does. This is a, a separate occasion. More this infrequently now, of course. This was leading up to Before Christmas. Before he cut you out of Before his Before he cut me out. And um, so he invited me over and I thought, oh, Peter, that's good. I'm not, Sean, the oh, human I'm, gallbladder. I'm not doing anything else. I just thought we'll go around and we'll have dinner and, yeah, it's, it sounds like a good time. There might have been a soccer game or a footy game on. I thought, that's, that's, yeah, that works for me. No, we sat in the in the carport for about 45 minutes while he ham-fistedly put together some, like, Christmas ornaments for the front lawn and yelled at his children. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't <laughs> – that wasn't the plan. The plan was to put together the... Uh, and I sort of ended up kind of helping. And I was sort of like, this is... You weren't much of a help, so I ended, you ended up being on kind of baby, yeah. babysitting duties. He ended up kind of handballing me off to do something else. So you were playing kick to kick in the backyard while I was, was wiring yeah, was up the uh, mechanical reindeer. So the night wasn't quite, didn't quite end up as it, as it was sold to me. Didn't quite plan, pan Ooh. out that way. But um, nevertheless... What did your mate say? Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes not at all, uh, as the case may be. Um, must have been a pretty tough afternoon for you, Fab. Yesterday, watching your Hawks, of course, roll around. You, yeah, no, a bit of a, a closet Hawks fan back not, in the nineties. I'm not a closet. He, hate, he hates them. I'm not a closet Hawks fan. I, I loved Hawthorne. Loved. Loved watching uh, Angelo Leckis and Raiden Tallis. I watched Luke McKay. Arguably the worst Hawthorne generation or era. Tony Woods. Yeah, love love watching Dutchy, Dutchy Holland, Trelevin. Love watching Runner. Trelevin. Yeah, Yeah. no, but I I started like this was so the tail end of '91. So they still had a few good players, but by the end, they were complete (laughs) dog shit towards the end. They were. They really were. And it was And then they started to get a couple of younger players in Jonathan Hay started coming through and you know, players of that. I think he shortened it just to John Hay. He did. So um yeah, but yeah, I was there for through the uh the tin rattling stage, you know, we, what is it, seven out of eight grand finals and then two years later So we're, tin rattling. we're in strife, yeah. So yeah. How did it come to that? Extraordinary stuff. Well they just never captured a fan base, did they? That that's and that's still their issue. Oh no, no, no not if you are. they think they're the biggest club in the AFL. They I think, think they no, think they're but, one of. But they sell dog memberships and count them. Everyone does. We we need more dogs. <laughs> like, that's one of my favourite refrains. Was oh, they're probably all three game memberships. You got everyone does that. Mm. Oh, they're probably all pet memberships. Everyone does that. Yeah. <laughs> you go and everyone yeah, it's does on that. the back of you get sent a free me- like Carlton. Mm. We used to do it. We used to give. Part of the contra deal with Hyundai was that they just bought X number of memberships. Yeah. Don't don't give us the cash. Just give us the cash through our membership department, yeah. and we can say. And every team would do that. Fucking Tigers would have done it with Jeep. Alex- cetera, Alexander cetera, cetera. gets a free membership every year. From Carlton. There we go. Because they keep calling me saying just have one. he hasn't uh, renewed, and I said, well, as per the last two years, 
he doesn't support We've us. We've spoken about this. You've you've lost him, and it's it's probably um, your greatest failure as a father. Um. No. Would you say there's a bigger failure as a father that you've executed? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I'm, <laughs> there I'm, was the time he went running and knocked his two front teeth out. He ran into the wall. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> we, I put, we bought him Lightning McQueen pyjamas and we, we put oh, him on him. Lightning McQueen. I am speed. And he got so, expe- so excited he sprinted into the corner of one of the walls at home and split his head open. Was that recent? Um, no, that was lockdown. Yeah. He also stuck his hand in the treadmill. Oh, you remember you when you did that? Tore all the, and all degloved the his fingers yep. or whatever. Yeah, yep. lockdown was fun with Alexander. But oh, that's going to say, yeah, that's memorable for yeah. all the wrong reasons. So. Mm. Timbo, we're going to have a bit of a sojourn now. Yes. Um, big big sound. I, I, no, oh. I, I say I say this with trepidation. I say that a lot when I throw to you with this something. This is the willow and leather we, pod. We want us. We want us. You know, through the covers podcast. <laughs> We want to just make like this porno. short-ish and sharp-ish. What did you make of last night's controversy at Lords? <laughs> well, I had zero problem with the controversy at Lords last night. I I had I had problems with the Mitchell Stark one, and I completely accept and understand the reasoning given. However, the instances where, like when. Scotty Boland went nuts at the MCG uh, at the Ashes 18 months ago, whatever it was. One of the wickets he takes, there's a return catch, and he takes it and he just tosses the ball over his shoulder. And it happens so fast. Like, you could argue, did he control that? So the time between it was controlled and he'd tossed it away was minute. Again, Fabian, this is trepidation. I asked him about the controversy last yeah, yeah, no, night. No, He's talking I, about the controversy yeah, two he, nights ago. Well, yeah. No, but I'm at the one top. plays into the other. Not really. I think if the first one didn't happen, the, I think a lot more, a lot more of the Australian public at least would say it's not great. It's I know it's the, in the in the rules. What's but not it's, great? What's not great about it? I just well, well, the bottom line is Bearstow was dumb. And, and he lacked awareness. Well, and that, and, NASA, and NASA he thought Hussein he was you would, have seen, you would have seen the videos doing the rounds. He did the same thing twice in this I, very I, test match. I, I, yeah. Tried to throw mm. down Warner and, and Lamashane. Yeah. Na- NASA Hussein summed it up perfectly that he was he wasn't sweet. Like NASA Hussein was said, no, because he, because he, he, he kept you know doing this? it. You know what ends this? And this is part of the broader conversation around this really fascinating Ashes series. What ends this is if Johnny Bairstow just puts his hand up. Oh, totally. And goes... Oh, look, it's not ideal, um, but, but I've done it. But I look, I was I was in the wrong. I left my crease. The ball was still alive. Yep. Uh, I think maybe there's a lesson in this. Hard lesson for me to learn, but um, but equally as you said, given that he is the person that has actively sought to exploit that rule or interpretation. It's not even I, interpretation. I, I, no, he, he was. I don't know if you saw the vision as well. Alex Carey. Well, Carey let go of the ball straight away. Whoever it was, whether it was Alex Carey or Warner or Smith or someone there, he'd done it about four or five times. Yeah. And they've probably gone, keep an eye on him. Yeah. Just going, he's leaving. At the end of the over, he'll, he'll walk out of his crease. Yeah. Is it – I pose this question to two of you. Like, obviously – I like cricket when it's exciting like it has been in obviously the World Cup final when Stokes, what he did there. I, yeah, I watched absolutely. that and I thought when it's like this, it's really exciting, but I see the boring side of cricket far too often. Now, is it on the same level as a man cad, which no. again is also no. No. in the rules, but everyone seems to 
crack the sads when that happens. Johnny Bairstow wasn't trying to gain advantage, and that's why Mancat is acceptable, is at the end of the day, you're theoretically cheating, being out of your ground. But people lose and, their mind when well, a Mancat happens. Well, again, because it's bat versus ball, and you're going, well, the ball's the not really in play, so therefore, why does it actually matter? But you are trying to get a false advantage. Hmm. So in the end, the, fo- the footballing fraternity, the cricketing fraternity is gone. There's a, there's a line there for a reason, and if you can't stay behind it when you need to be, you are in play and therefore you, are, you, and you Tim, can be run out. You only need to stay behind it until the umpire says... Over. Over. Yeah. And then you can go wherever you want. And, and can the, rule, the, player, the rule is written... Can that, the keeper that, toss it off? Is that still in play? Well, basically, the... the the, the ruling, the wording basically was both teams have to recognise that the ball is dead. And obviously Johnny sort of put his foot down to say, that's me marking McCrease and I'm off. And he's going, well, in the world, according to me, I am safe. And the reality is, just because you said doesn't mean that you are. And the reality is, Carey had already tossed the ball and it was in play. And if he didn't stay within his crease, he was going to be out. And when he, the moment he stepped out, he was done. And again, it was just his lack of awareness of the situation, a situation that he sought to exploit himself as the wicketkeeper. So it's got to keep like- him honest. I think what's fascinating for me about it, what I, and as I was sort of leading to earlier, what I find utterly compelling about this Ashes series is the clashes of ideology. And far be it from me to just take a great deal of humour, a great deal of satisfaction in watching England, particularly in the lead up to the series, and then in the aftermath of the first test where we felt like we won. Yeah, we feel like we won the match. Crawley's coming out and saying we'll win the next one by 150 runs, blah, blah. The bluff and the bluster. All talk. It is all talk. And this is a great example of this. Brendan McCullum's playing with house money and he's playing the way he does because he actually doesn't have a vested interest in English cricket. He's been bought in. He can try some things. He's bought his own spin to it. It's been talked up and pumped up for as long as he's been in the role leading up to this Ashes series and they've beaten fucking nobodies. Correct. And the idea was Basball's going to revolutionise. We're going to bat at five and over and we're going to declare on day one and all these really silly little things that aren't done in cricket because they've never been done in cricket because they don't work in the long run. It's an attritional long-term you know, game. Correct. All these little things that he sought to challenge as the established order of things, they're at home, they're 2-0 down. This is the perfect distraction. Oh, absolutely. From the reality correct. that they shouldn't of have declared on day working. one. Yeah. They shouldn't have picked Mo and Ali and then he got injured. Yep. They shouldn't have picked Johnny Bairstow to play. They shouldn't have put Australia in when they won the toss. Yes. They, um, they've prepared the pitches in a manner that's completely neutered their, spe- uh, their seeming attack. Correct. Blah, 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 blah. All of this litany of failures are perfectly obscured yep. by this hot, hot button topic at the moment that somehow we were robbed. Correct. And you know what people are talking about? Oh, the Puritan that is. Um, I was going to call him Johnny Stokes. I was going to combine the two. The, Pur- the Puritan that is uh, Ben Stokes. If Ben Stokes was a Puritan, he'd have waved Ben Duckett back to the pavilion. Yeah, he would have. Absolutely he would have said, would have. fair being fair, that is out. You're out, champ. Fair being fair, you're out. Don't crunch your nose up no, at no, me. No, no, no. Fair being fair, mate, you are out. I, I can actually I'm I can see I'm comfortable with that being where... out. Go back to the pavilion, mate. But there is so much. Ma- but he didn't. He's got yeah. it. He's got it. If he rolls his body. Yeah, yeah. It's a mu- it's coming down. De- that's all part of the control. I can kind of see. He caught it like this, Fab. He caught it like in the basket. He, he did. He caught he it, did. but then he, he hasn't. He's controlled it, Fab. That's a catch. He caught it. That is a catch. He caught it and. and so. Would it have been a catch in the NFL, Tim? Well, I think. 
I think the NFL realised once they went to the nth degree, it was the almost NFL, like it's nothing ridiculous. was a catch. Nothing's a catch now, now they've actually they peeled, have to dial they've, it back. They've had to dial it back because then they recognised it was becoming too hard. But what's been fascinating is there's there's been a whole series of situations where um, Brendan McCullum. He did a Sangakara famously. Did, did, he did yeah. it, oh, sorry, Murley, sorry. Yeah, Murley, Sangakara. He came out, went out to century, congratulate him. Went to congratulate him and he ran him out. And then he, he has since apologised and said it was the wrong call and it's one of the things that I wish I'd never done. Ollie Pope did it not long ago. McCollum did it in a one-dayer as well. Yeah. He so threw, Ollie Pope he did, he did, did it the other McCollum, day. McCollum did exactly what um, Carey did yep. when he was keeping. And then the thing that I love the moment is Stuart Broads turned around and said to Alex Carey, you're going to be remembered for this for the rest of your life. And you're going, what, like in the same way that you didn't walk when you were clearly out at wherever it was 12-odd years ago? Is it going to turn into a Trevor Chapel? No, type thing no, for Alex Carey. No, 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 because it's exactly nothing. Exactly what Sean ultimately... said is they're utilising this as a distraction yeah. for their, in, you know, their, their inabilities to, to the yeah, but ultimately to the, the problem. That, ultimately, the problem they've got is, unlike the Trevor Chapel situation, every every sort of key, proper, re- respectable, reputable cricket outlet, Wisden said it. Um, a lot of ex England captains and on, on the broadcast and in the telecast have said it. Have all gone silly boy. Yeah. You should have stayed in your crease. Well, Silly There is no argument for what Bairstow did and, and the only thing that they're clutching at is if Australia wanted to be a hard-nosed, competitive, um, staunch team and said, no, we're good enough to get you out properly, come on back, Johnny, you know, have another hit, see how you go. And it's sort of like on the back of Stark being denied the key wicket the night before, it's like, nah, go fuck yourselves. Yeah. You decided well, to bring the rule to... back into it, so no, the rule book th- does not defend anything yeah, I think that on they're... your bike, you little fat, red-headed little cunt. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <Jesus>. And Emily. <laughs> um, I think that they're happy as they were on uh, Saturday night to uh, proudly, obnoxiously parade the rule book. Correct. And... Who could have possibly thought that the Karma bus would be coming down the road just an <laughs> hour later, uh, a day later? And you go, and this is what I love about English crowds, and you'd be more au fait with it probably than Timbo, Fab. Is there a crowd in world sport who pride themselves more on being obnoxious wind-up merchants? No. More than English no. crowds? No. Going, and they just can't hack it when it doesn't go their way. They just can't deal with it. And the way Broad was carrying on was embarrassing. Correct. Absolutely embarrassing. He's petulant, yeah. You know what else he was? Petrified. He was. He and did, if yeah. I'm standing under the lid, I'm going, I'm just duck. I'm going, oh, you're ducking that one, Stu? You're ducking that one? Yeah. I'd be mocking him and going, what you want to do, mate, is you want to actually watch the ball? Yeah. You know, I'd be giving him batting tips and coming across. Like, they want to play this game and it's that great line. Have you seen Trainwreck? Yes. You know the line when John Cena's in the cinema and he's saying all those weird sort of vaguely gay things? Yeah. And the guy's like, you know about this life, champ? I can yeah. see it. This, I will, this I will enter you. I will enter you. <laughs> um, so you want an enemy? Yeah. Um, there's this whole thing where you look <laughs> at this, this English team Coco and, you beware. Go, and you sort of go, that's a great shout, Coco Beware. Most 98% of people seeing that movie would have no idea what that means. Um, but there's this, there's this rationale that England have peddled under McCullum that, oh, we play the right way. And you're going – no, you're just as petulant and competitive as anyone else, and we've seen it. Yep. You can hide who you are for only so long, and this, this you know, uh, flashpoint, if you want to call it that, has has reared its head. Going, and you're just as bad as anyone else. Yep. 
you yeah. can point the finger at us. You can point the finger. Oh, we we play the game in the right spirit. And you go, do you though? Like, do I'll give really? you an example. Ben Stokes goes out yesterday, and the footage captures Steve Smith, Pat Cummins, Usman Khawaja going All up, going congratulating up him. What did Ollie Robinson say when he got Usman Khawaja out for 140 last week? <laughs> he said, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck off, off, you little you fucking, fucking cunt. prick." Yeah, yeah. And you're thinking. Playing the game in the right spirit, boys. Mm. Yep. Mm. And he's been the man of the match. And mm. and, and the reality it's is added it's, some spice. That's brilliant. To yep. The next the next test, which is thankful, thankfully only in a couple of days' time. Yep. Like you wouldn't want to lose Compelling. this. Um momentum. They, they can't play Anderson in the next test, can they? Unless they're genuinely going to bring out a green top. He can't play. Well, this is a problem again. Like, because he's running around in the field, no, like, Tim, like this is a, the like problem. The this, fucking tin man. This he is can't the issue move. that England have. So once again, they don't have anyone else. Once I think again, we want to talk about. He's there for his because I saw him at the end of he our was dropping catches at the end of our innings. But he's forty. You know, he, his his physical abilities are declining. Yeah, I love him. I absolutely we love him. We put on. We put. We being Australia, very ordinary. Put on away from England. Yeah. Fifteen extra runs at the end of our innings. Vaish. Pure petulance from the English trying to make him earn it, right? Yep. And I, I saw Anderson's gone up to – I can't remember who it was and just gone, can we just get the prick out? Yeah. Like, what's going on? It's so like, this is the issue again. Like, so baseball and this and it's that and it's positivity and it's this. Going, well, on Saturday afternoon – on, on Saturday afternoon, your bowling and your field placings resorted, uh, resorted to that of the 1930s and league theory. Yeah, exactly going, right. And you're apparently changing the game for the better. And more to that point, what England have done wrong, A, they've taken the decks away from what they used to be. They've nullified the Duke's ball. They've gone with a seeming attack that's effectively a middle, um, in a medium pace attack. And what that's created is a problem. When our boys go in the nets and face Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, or Boland, etc., and then when they come out and actually play test match cricket, they're facing bowling that's 10 and 15 miles an hour slower. slower. And it's the opposite for England. I'm yep. in the nets facing guys. Mm. And then all the fun's coming. 40 year olds I'm, are not going to be going express I'm, I'm anyway. in the nets trying to get my eye in and trying to get my ready. You they've changed the ball? Or no, in England they play with a Duke's ball. It's, yeah. di- it's a different ball. It's a different and ball. And it swings yeah. more and. It's more overcast. So are they, not, are they not swinging it or. No, because well, this is the issue. When you're yeah. bowling it slower, you will obviously get a little bit of seam and a little bit of drift and whatever. Yeah. But like Starks, but Starks, Starks' delivery to Pope was a great example of you can't play that because yeah. it's coming in quickly, it's hooping in quickly. That's what they did famously. Simon Jones was unbelievable in 2005 playing, you know, did his knee in the next series against Australia and barely played again. But the point is Joe Root's in the nets and he's facing guys coming in at 125. Yeah. And then when he goes out into the middle, he's facing 141. You're going, you've picked the wrong team, you've prepared the wrong decks, your strategy and your choices tactically have been suspect and it's all coming apart and this has come at precisely the right moment for you to go, look over there. Yeah, look at that arsehole. <laughs> park, park all that. Were you enhanced my text message? Shitting my pants with Ben Stokes? Fuck it oath. No, I, 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 like eventually, I, I wasn't so much... Yeah. It, eventually, you make a mistake. It is, we needed and, to, um, and, and you've well, left your favourite line of "they left themselves too much to do." Well, when I saw, like I said, I, you know, I don't really care for cricket too much, but once you're involved in it and it's your country, you do. You get, you get, of course, and it's a bit different to caught us, up as in footy it. fans because yeah. we don't have that, and as football fans, when old mate Sandpaper Gate dropped the ball, what's Smith. his name, Steve Smith. Who I I'm I don't know if this is a Mandela thing. I always thought he came in to the Australian setup as a spin bowler. He did. He did. And he then did. all of a sudden he's become this the, the greatest batsman. 
Correct. One of the best batsmen we've ever seen. He was, he was very unorthodox. Was he hidden? Or hidden talent? No. Or well, look, was he always going Australia, to be? He could Australia always bat, but he was a, very um, odd. Australia were wanting an all-rounder. Yeah. And he was seen as a guy that can he can bowl a little bit, he can bat a little bit. This could could he maybe be the solution? We've tried a Shane Watson. He, yeah. he had a good career. And post Gilchrist, who was a game changer, we just we wanted we wanted to use that six. extra spot. But we didn't just, think he'd be the batsman he's gone well, on a, to a, be. Again, no. they they the institution and all the coaches they're forever assessing the kids coming through, saying who's got the best technique. Who's got the best tech? And, and they would push guys up who they thought they did the basics really well and they would push these guys through. But if they didn't have the right attitude and they couldn't attack and mm. couldn't play the right and shots or keep, keep on going out. And all that sort of cricket nuffy. Well, he, he was very left of centre. So he would have never been seen as one of our great batsmen and all this sort of stuff because you can't – even Philip Hughes, they knew that he could play – but he he was quirky in, in in where his strengths were and all that sort of stuff, and they weren't quite sure. Can we expose this guy to the best um, attacks in the world? Will they find the flaw in his technique and know how to get him out? And then that's just what they do and every single time. Rather so, tragically, that flaw killed him. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so when Smith drops Stokes. the Stokes, what, I've never seen someone fall. It was kind of like who, who was old mate in the forward pocket who Will Setterfield. That was kind of what Will Setterfield did I think in the he's practice. Still falling. <laughs> it gets like, I've never seen anyone fall like that before. It was just it was arms and legs everywhere, and that was kind of like Smith. And I'm thinking, shit, that's the moment. He was, but then again, that's kind of you know like the other one people forget. People forget the one where if Mitchell Starks one foot inside the rope, yeah, he catches that one as well. Got well, so he got if, away if he completes the catch, so, he's got time to throw it I, back so in. So you're looking at it going, yeah, we're going to get a chance. Shit, that is the chance. Yeah, how many chances do you get? Yeah. And old mate Josh Hazelwood, and I'm thinking, I know nothing about cricket and I can't execute this to save myself, but I know if I could where I'd be bowling yep. and whatever you're doing is fucking wrong. Well, they said it the whole time. Why, why are you consistently bowling on the leg side if this guy's just tonking your leg side the whole time? And And – the one that and got, it gets worrying because we're like we're up by one forty and all of a sudden they're within eighty. Yeah, and you're thinking, and this guy's firing on all cylinders, and it feels like it's going like that. It's going yeah. quick, and I'm thinking, no. I was I was a little bit frustrated. I said said as much on Twitter that the wicket to get was Stokes. There's no point trying to get broad because mm, yeah. you're getting one maybe two balls at him and over, mm. and then and they manage that well. No, but, like England and then would we never. just but then we just start this dance again. And whoever the new batsman is, Stokes farms the strike, yep. and we get barely a look at this guy. You needed to get Stokes, and then once they had a bit of a chat, maybe after drinks or something, and they tightened up a little bit, and they took that leg side game away from him. They, they moved the um, line. Yep. Then he he tightened up. Yep. And the one he goes out on is him kind of trying to step across a little Create. bit to yep. hit it leg side. He pops it up. So. Would have been nice if the cameraman was paying attention. Oh, exactly <laughs> right. It's like well, it was uh, the same thing with the Stark one. It's pan left. Yeah. Oh shit! Was the. Oh, it's well, right. What's well, really funny, like my my love my dad to death. Um, really, he is he is one of the most predictable men on the planet. But he surprised me today. I spoke to him in the morning, and I just chatting to him. I said, um, "Did you watch the cricket?" And now my dad, my dad doesn't last much beyond about eleven o'clock max. So mm. dad dad will always get to the end of a game of footy and then go to bed. Sometimes he'll just go. It's half time. I'm cooked. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. When, when he's done, he's done. And I spoke to him this morning and I just said, um, oh, did you watch the cricket? <laughs> he goes, 
I watched every single ball. <laughs> and I'm like, wowee, that's awesome. I mean, I had the day off today, but I, I was I was cooked. So lunch, I went to bed and, you know, Pat came into our bed at 3 o'clock. I was Christian, actually, because he'd been a bit crook. Came in at 3 o'clock in the morning and I just thought, I'll just check, just see what's happened. And then you've gone, yep, okay, we've got no the line, that's good. I'll watch the, the mini the next morning and just yep. catch up on what I've missed and all that sort of stuff in the time since. And I hadn't seen the Smith drop catch and all that so sort of you, stuff. So you, were you awake? Yeah. Yeah, I was awake, so you barred me. If you've, I, I, I assume being late. If you're following Twitter, I was tweeting along with the matches that was happening live. So, Do you recall the don't call after 9pm because I have work the next morning? Do you maybe, remember these? Once, I, I actually don't. Once again, could have done, I a, can little imagine of, it, done I, a little bit of recon, maybe just a... Although he did bar me literally at the 15 second mark at the FA Cup final as well. So no, I didn't have my phone on whatever. me. <laughs> whatever. No, no, um, the phone was on. You, you texted, that's not good. And hoping, hoping to, to start until the next morning. Hoping to start a, a bit of a back and forth, Tim, as you do with the conversation. <laughs> I, I didn't have my phone on me and I, and, re- I replied uh, that the next get day. A, that didn't get a reply and I just thought, all right. Was that the penalty? I thought, no, that was the worldie from... Ah, uh, that's right, yeah. I yeah. just thought, that hasn't got a reply after 40 minutes. And I thought, well, obviously, fuck me then. All right, let's put the phone <laughs> he, down. He, he wouldn't assume, A, he either doesn't have his phone or... Which I didn't. It was or the FA Cup final. I would assume Manchester would, United are playing. Yeah. I would assume well, you, you were watching maybe it. Maybe was were, asleep, maybe. You know, I maybe thought you might have invited <laughs> me around and maybe watch the game as United FA fans. FA evidently even, stands, for, stands for fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> thought, you know, being a United fan, maybe he'll give me an invitation to come around and watch the game, Tim. There'll we can watch the that. game together. There'll be none um, of that. And that wasn't on the cards. And then obviously uh, exacerbating things, he decided uh, he wouldn't be responding to texts at all. So... <laughs> I did the next day. Pretty clear. I would have thought the messaging there, Tim, my takeaways from that. It's uh, uh, not the case, but Yeah, anyway. whatever. Prenda DJ, um, Dom in the Den and Christian Chapcoon got it. It was Express Yourself by Madonna. Pretty Great simply, song. the players need to express themselves. They play on express instinct. Have fun. And the performance, if not the result, will reflect that positivity. Uh, Edward Schiavone, you said the song was Vogue, and I don't know where you got that from. It's oh. a completely different song. I was like... Shout out to Edward. If you need a TV, go down to Harvey Norman Thomas then. He'll take care of you. I might need a TV. Get in touch with us. See if we can do a deal on a 65 or a 75-inch Sony Bravia. I might come and visit you. Um, Yeah, so he went to primary school. He said it was uh, Vogue, and I was like, you know, back in Vogue. And I was like, it's not – it's wrong. Like, you're in the kind of – You're kind of on brand, You're sort of in the – You're in Mm. sort of the postcode of the ballpark. Yeah. But, yeah, this – you got the wrong song, Chief. Um – we, no, all make, we all make mistakes. This no is true. reviews this week, but if anyone is listening and would like to uh, get a shout-out, leave us a review. And if you don't want a shout-out as such, definitely leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts because it does help us, which is always excellent. Helps with the algorithm. It does help with the algorithm. and just looks good on the little landing page there. Um, you know what I actually want to talk about? This is a bit of a Prendercast patter moment, uh, which we'll briefly sort of touch on. I was watching Ocean's 13 the other night. It was on Foxtel, and I'm sitting there, and well, it's not a bad movie. It's the last crusade of the Oceans trilogy. We, we tried to do the different film in the middle, and people went, no, don't do that. And in its own right, it's still a good movie, the film in the middle. But people were like, we See, don't want this. I liked the... Um, 13? No. Temple of Doom. I like Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom has got some of the great... If you think about Indiana Jones and you think about like the classic moments in Indiana Jones, it's actually quite funny because you're going to like... I'm not saying this in... I prefer... I'm, te- I'm, I'm um, lops, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best one by a mile. But I prefer Temple of Doom than the third one. Last Crusades are, are more fun. It's an easier mm. film to watch. But Temple of Doom in isolation has got the opening at Club Obi-Wan's brilliant... 
the um, sequence on the bridge at the end is brilliant. The fight in the mine when he's rescuing the kids is fantastic. Like there's all – you kind of go, it's actually got some of the best moments. Ooh, nah, best, ma, kalima. You know, it's got some of like, the best shakti moments day. in the, uh, <laughs> in the whole series. Um, <laughs> terrifying is effectively a kid's movie. Also <laughs> was responsible for the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Temple oh, of Doom. Te- tearing a man's heart out through his chest. Someone is... at the MPAA went, Jesus. <laughs> Will we impact on a nine-year-old kid? Jesus, I didn't expect to see a man's beating heart ripped out of his chest. And then burst in the flames when he's down the pit of lava. By some (laughs) Indian cult leader. Um, What about the monkey brains? The snake coming out of the... uh, Loves the creepy crawlies. But, you know, the bit where they're in the room and the spikes are lowering, you know, we're going to die. We are going to die. People sort of disregard... Everything about it is good. Oh, I can take all... I can take or leave short round. But... The, the he's idea a bit that Jar Jar Binks, isn't the, he? The, the, oh. uh, he's, he's better than Jar so Jar. Anyway, Jar's a hot. I was watching Ocean's 13. Good movie. Ocean's 12 is also a good movie. They just tried to do something different. The audience didn't want that. So they went to another one and they basically made the same film as the first one again. Yeah. yeah. Willie Bank. So there's a guy, Julian Sands is his name, English actor. He's been in a fucking everything. He's like Johnny Drama. And he turns up in the thing and I'm like, it's. Uh, What's this guy's name? I'm like, why? For whatever reason, it twigged with me. And I was like, what the fuck's this guy's name? Played Greco. You know, he invented the security system at the bank. And um, I go, so I did a quick Google search and I was immediately reminded why I know of this man more than his acting career. Tim, you know how he died? He went for a hike in January, went missing, and they found his body last week. What's his name? Tim Sands. Julian Julian Sands. Sands. He's in arachnophobia. He's in arachnophobia. He's in a room with a view. He's in Leaving Las Vegas. In a lot of movies. Been in a lot of movies. Yeah. Character actor. I don't remember him in Ocean's Thirty. I know the Greco. He created. He was the guy it, that. I, I remember who's the got comments. a magnetron? Who's got a magnetron? The guy talking to. Only a magnetron could disturb the security system. Who was the guy talking about the Greco? That's Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Who's now a woman? <laughs> Is that right? He's really? He's, he's officially transitioned. It's like wow. Susie Izzard or something. Elise Izzard. Something like that. Um. But yeah, so Julian oh, said, Jesus. And it sort of got me thinking. So he went missing. He just disappeared in the, Cana- in the Canadian, in the Californian wilderness. Oh, and everyone was like, oh, that's not good. And then they found some remains last week. And I was like, that's, yes, that's this why. is bad. But I was reading these articles and I'm like, oh, it's terribly sad. You know, obviously maybe the family gets some closure and that's good, I suppose. But they did the classic thing, oh, he really loved hiking. It was a real passion of his. He just died doing something died he loved. Doing something he and I'm loved. like, is there more of a slap in the face than like, I love going to the footy. I love watching the Blues. I don't what? want to die at the MCG <laughs> watching Carlton. Jeez, I hope we're winning. Die doing something he loved. It's yeah. like, what? <laughs> There's a, there, was, there was a story that Greg Norman told, and I'll forget who the guy was, but it was some wealthy businessman guy that, I don't know if he was Australian or not, but he, he basically said they were playing... And this guy stepped up to the tee and he reckons, Greg Norman reckons, he has absolutely tonked one straight down, gun barrel straight down the fairway. He said, he said it's the best shot I ever saw this guy play. And he promptly had a heart attack and died. And it's like Greg Alan Norman Gray. Said, he goes, that's, that's how I want to go. Really? Fair enough. <laughs> so we've got what? Really? This is an incredible inconvenience to everyone who's playing golf with you, the club, your family. Well, that's when you're probably taking a little selfish bent on it, but yes. Well, dying out on a golf course? Well, one of my school teachers passed away playing volleyball outside of school. Beach volleyball? No, no, indoor volleyball. Okay. And, and evidently, I, I played with him. He was my year 12 coordinator, Ted Krauske, great man. 
but he what was um, he was he a serve guy? Was he good no at no? Net? He was a digger. Yeah, he was digger. digger. Yeah. And uh, and there was a ball that had sort of squirted off to the side, and I, I wasn't there. He ran for into this. the wall. No no, <laughs> he ran to like, chase the ball and knocked it back into play, and then got up and probably had a heart attack and was probably dead by the time he hit the ground. Sad. You were you on the court with him? I was not there when this happened, but I did play with him in this competition outside. What was his name? Ted. He was chasing it down, you're going, dig Teddy, dig. And as you just unfortunately dead. Dead. Like Julian Sands, Mm. also dead. Dead. So no good for those two. What are you doing, Fat? I'm just waiting for you to talk. I'm just scroll I'm scrolling through the AFL. Scrolling with the homies. Fabs, he's checking. He's, it's not. It's not a good start. We haven't even got to the football yet. He's already and, checked, and we checked won. Out. He's already checked out two or three times. That's, Absolutely not. We always worry. He had the he had the spell when he hosted, and then he needed a break. He needed he pulled up a bit tight, <laughs> and then he's had the the week off additional to that. We obviously rested him into the bye, and then we've come off the bye, and he's just. I think he's a bit short <laughs> of a gallop. Good fresh. Yeah, I think he's just short a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to have him on managed minutes. I'm I I'm flying, mate. I'm just Canadian rule of barrier trials tomorrow. Fantastic. Yep. Make sure you tell us how it goes just you know in your own time. I'll post it. Um football chat now. Oh. First segment is called Meeting Expectations. Yep. Tim, yes. we're all a little bit bruised by twenty twenty three and how the season has unfolded. Um, I'm sure we would like to believe that on our day, at our best. That's what we should be doing to a team like Hawthorne. Absolutely. And and when we played West Coast, I was desperate to see us take the game on, see us move the ball, go corridor, take some risks, you know, find the way that we always thought we thought they should be playing. And they did. But when you do it against West Coast and you can't replicate it against others, it kind of counts for naught. So again, you know, we, we played the way that we wanted to play after quarter time against the Gold Coast, tick. Kicked a lot of goals, tick. Done the same thing against Hawthorne, tick. But again, you've got to do it against somebody when it counts and until they do it. Sorry, Tim, but you're making an it. excellent point. Fab just spent the last 10 seconds yawning and rubbing the sleep out of his eyes. I'm not joking. <laughs> I did yawn, but I tried to do it silently. I'm not joking. He was, he was like, you are checked out. No, I'm not checked out, well, man. I'm just tired. Point, Leave me alone. Point well made, Tim. Yep. We'll go, to, we'll go to you, Fab. We'll try to keep you alive in this no. one, yeah? But I enjoy it. But the one point is I did enjoy seeing us do it, but I need to see it against a contender mm. to know that what we're, what we're targeting to do, you can do against teams that don't really want us to do it or don't have the – if they've got the capability of stopping us, we still have to find a way and I that's agree. what we're yet to do. Uh, it was nice to have a relatively heartburn-free afternoon at the footy and uh, particularly at one point it had a little bit of um, – Town and there's something familiar about all this. We get out to a good lead against Hawthorne. We look like we've got the game well under control. The three in a row wasn't. But, uh, no, but you're sort of just sitting there thinking, look, it's, we're they're a little bit worse than they were last year, just mm. relatively what they're building to. And you kind of go, we will be fine. But there was this sort of sense of this is almost uh, the same game. Oh uh, God, please no. <laughs> this is almost the same match. Um, did you know, Fabian, that Sunday was the first time since 1995 that we have beaten the Hawks by ten goals or more. Yes, I did. They what said it in the coverage. were your takeaways? Were you satisfied? I, I was v- – I – at halftime, I, I – yeah, you, know, you take stock and you go, I haven't seen us apply that pressure, yep. that manic one goes, two goes, three goes, four goes. It's like they are not getting – and admittedly, they're not one of those A-grade teams. But I think if we bring that pressure – to 
you know, the better sides, we can get outcomes that we want. Now, I, that's the, the the number one takeaway was pressure, 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 and it was just forward momentum, forward momentum, but not careless. There was that safety net that always seemed to be there, and again, you know, it's Hawthorne, so it's all grain of salt, but for everything you wanted to see, you saw. You did. And, um, you know, you got Jack Martin, Dave Cunningham, and I've sworn never to speak about these blokes ever again, but... I reckon if Marchbank comes back in and plays some good footy, the four horsemen might arrive. <laughs> it's it's one of those things that when you see what we can be, it's look, it was it was very pleasing. And I said at halftime, I don't think we can sustain that level of pressure and attack on the football because that was outrageous. Our first half was outrageous. And we did we our numbers dropped, but we we're still above I don't get the pressure rating system, but do you find that there's not enough slack in the pressure rating? It feels like there's a huge... It's either you're running at 90 or 250. Yeah. It's there's like, a huge, okay, 250 what? But there's a massive band in mm. the middle and it's like it accounts for like 20 points. Yeah. And then either side of it's 10, but they're really small. Yeah. You're kind of like... That's like when someone said, oh, Patrick Cripps' AFL player rating was 16.7. I was like, I don't know what that means. It's yeah. like, is that good? Well, out of what? Well, well, it's a new metric that they're thrusting upon us and you're going... Okay, what's well, the, what's in five max? years' time, we may not talk about this ever again. Yeah, but when you say, like, scores from turnover and then they explain it, yeah. you know what it means. Yeah. Pressure rating, what does it mean? Is it effective? Is it just the amount of... I would love to know how it's judged. Yeah. Because as you say, it's the same as the QB rating in, in uh, NFL. You're going, oh, oh mate, mate went, yeah, what 132.2 and you've gone... Of what? Is, is, is a... Good. We know that <laughs> above 100 is good, but we don't know. When uh, Nathan Peterman used to play for um, whoever he used to get trotted out for and he would score zero, you've gone, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> but, but but I just don't know how high it goes. So, yeah. I mean, I, I vaguely know, but. I knew Hawthorne did come with a little bit more intensity in the second half. And good on them. And the fact that we snuffed it out. They had a 15-minute block where – they got on top. They beat that spot, what, two goal in the third quarter, and then we controlled it. So, I overall, think what you're saying is, and I agree, I think there's a level of perspective we need to glean from the past two matches in the context of the year in totality because they're actually telling us exactly what we are. We've beaten up on a couple of lowly ranked teams, yep. which is what you would expect us to do whilst having come up short against pretty much anyone above them, to be yep. fair. Um and whilst it's been enjoyable to watch the last two matches, it actually doesn't really tell us anything that we don't already know yep. or answer any questions that need to be answered. Yes, we're playing a better brand of footy and hopefully we get some confidence ahead of what is a big month of footy. Hopefully, we're going to talk a little bit about method of play in a moment. We can get some, I suppose, um, validation mm. that we've mixed things up a little bit and this is what it's doing, and it's making us more attractive. We're playing a higher tempo, more exciting, higher scoring brand of football. Yep. Hopefully, we can recommit to that and keep moving forward. Oh, no. I fucking love this song. Oh, no. I love this song. Are we entirely sure if it's a piss take? I'm a model. You know what I mean? And I, do I don't know if he's taken the piss or not. No. And it kind of makes it even better. I don't think right said Fred had another hit. Didn't need one. Didn't no. need one. It would have made a stack of cash. It was just right time, right place. 
It's lightning in a bottle. Like it's terrible, but oh, it is. I not. love the star. It's horrendous. <laughs> it's it's horrendous. It's a horrendous song. Um, yeah, I, I was I found it and I was like, oh, I'll use this one, and I thought I hadn't listened to it for a while, and I had that moment of like, is he self-aware? Like, is this if because if it is, it's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, he's self-aware. I'm no, gonna that, oh, that side of it. That is song absolutely right. takes me to. I don't know if he is a place in my childhood. You're eleven, year twelve for me. You're no, 11. a lot lot younger than that for me. You're 11 year 12? No. What year do you reckon That's that early was? 90s. 91, 92? Yeah, yeah. see, so I'm 92 year 11. You're 92 year 11? How old are you? Older than you. I know you're older than me. Shit, you're a lot older than me. Jesus. I didn't know that. Keep well, whacking him. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> do you want to make another? Maybe. Do you want to say it again? So I think I'm going to say Mitchelton, but we went, the family went to a winery with some friends. I was going to say Mitchelton Winery. And they had like a, a pool set up there and, and whatever. It was one of the one they had a I don't remember it was a good and you day. were strutting to that song. No, the, kid, the kids were, and that was just that was like Oh, was this recently? No, no, no. Last week. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this was in ninety one. Oh, he said and, the kids. And, and, I was like, your kids. No, no, we, I was the kids. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say right said Fred was there. He was there. No. Right said Fred. He gave an impromptu performance. Is he bald? Yeah. Both of them. Is there two? Yep. Yeah. Right okay. and Fred. Yeah. <laughs> And said Jimmy Wright <laughs> And said Fred Was the other one Banger Like uh, it Banger why, why did we play that Tim? Because the Blues are back baby It's a wonderful little piece of 90s nonsense isn't it? Oh completely um, My grandpa only had one cassette In his <laughs> mid, mid 80s Like blue steel falcon X cab yes. And it yes. was that And he would like blast it Jokingly again like, Is this John? No, that's my uncle. Oh, you said great uncle, did you? Or no, I never didn't say that. I said my grandpa. Grandpa, okay. sorry. Yeah. I'll say this. I'm not saying that Leslie and Keithy are boring by any stretch of them, but Sean hasn't really given us any quirky little stories. When I've, it comes. I've told you quite a bit. But Sean's – Again, he's, he's no, not no, no, listening. No, no you haven't – Yawning. Yeah. Your, your grandfather has genuine, like yeah, – Do you want me to tell one? Story. You, uh, pick one. Yeah. Uh, they're just small little tidbits. He was a very strange man and he um, – Give us his name. Wall. Okay. And we – Is that for Walter? Yep. And we um, we were living up on the old family orchard in the little sort of homestead that was there. Pretty much every one of his kids had six – all lived there with their families at one point where, in time. Where is this? Just up the hill from where we are at the moment. So the old Warrandyte orchards. Yeah. yeah out that way, yep. Just like literally 150 metres away from the house now. It's just yeah, up right. on the hill. Yeah. And uh, so Is Eddie, it still there? No. And he would come into the house quite regularly and whilst he did own the house, that is fine. It would also sometimes be a little bit of an impost potentially and this was broached delicately and oftentimes it was to use the facilities. So he decided, okay, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll install like a, one of those gas toilets, like a hydraulic, you know, like it's, it's like a port because you can't get it plumbed outside and he had a big shed which he used to do work in. So he did that. And we're just sitting in the house one day and, you know, minding our own business and you just hear this big, Jesus! <laughs> and we're sort of, you know, Dad kind of pops his head. I was very, very little and he tells a story. You get Dad sort of popped his head and he kind of was like, it was overgrown shrub, he couldn't see anything. But obviously he goes, oh, I guess hopefully he's okay. So we sort of wandered out to kind of go and check on him. And uh, basically, long story short, the toilet had exploded all over him, uh, leaving oh. him covered in several weeks' worth of his own feces. Sewage. <laughs> I reckon we go with a, a wall Peter Budge tail. There's only about three or four good ones. Yeah. Well, we can do a month of them. 
The other good one. I'll tell the other, the better the steak one. Out, the stakeout's the best story you've got. Oh, that's a bit delicate, that one. Yeah. That's a good one, though. My, that's, my, that might be an off-pod story. My, my, probably my personal favourite was it was my birthday and I would have been two or three, very, very, very young, and I was at daycare or maybe, whatever. I wasn't at home. And mum had got this little cake and the cake was in the fridge and the idea was later that night, we'll have a birthday cake. Oh, it'll be really great. You know, happy birthday. And... Um, Grandpa was trying to curry favour with the local council at the time over some small matter and he helped himself in and was um, making a cup of tea and that's fine. He was more than welcome to do that. He just helped himself to the birthday cake in the uh, kitchen and um, he and the council member had each had a generous serving of the cake which did say happy birthday, Sean, on it. Um, And I thought to myself, like that's not out of character for him. It's sort of part of his mythology. But if I'm the council member, I'm going – that looks like a birthday cake, mate. <laughs> yeah. Who's Sean? We probably shouldn't and be eating If it's eating not this. you, we shouldn't be eating We this. probably shouldn't be eating this birthday cake. Brilliant. Wall might have been testing his business ethics out and saying, do I want to do No, I think he just wanted it. He was just trying to just, get I was him. very happy he with was, a sponge. He was just trying to get him good with him. He's Thanks, Sean. <laughs> uh, the next heading we've got is method of play. Our method of play was better. It was. Uh it wasn't perfect, but it was better. It was more effective. It was better to watch. We spoke in the aftermath of the North Melbourne game way back when that when you play inferior teams, one of the things that you need to try to do is play the game at a tempo the other team cannot live up to. And I thought we tried to do that pretty much from the off um, and they just couldn't really go with us. I thought that something that summed it up for me, Fab, was that we were so aggressive with ball in hand. Um, we played really fast. We played... With a lot of dare, mm-hmm. we were more frantic. Was that something that pleased you? Because it didn't always come off, but when it did, you sort of went, yeah, here we yeah, go. I liked it. Yet all the while I'm thinking, is this happening because of a shift in game plan, game style that we've triggered? Or is it just merely the opposition allowing us to do this? I think it's seven parts, oh, column A, three parts, column D- does, does a Port Adelaide allow us to play that way? Less, yeah. They, they would restrict us more. They would give us fewer looks. But it has to be a clear direction to say the slow, painful brand of football is not helping anyone and we have to get pace on the game and we have to move yep. the ball quicker and we have to use the corridor at the right time. Hawthorne seem to have a plus one, occasionally a plus two at the at the stoppage. Yep. Allowing us too much control behind the football. Yep. Um did I, I'm not trying to be the Johnny Raincloud here, but I'm just the, glad you've got one. The Reeves and the other big lump of a lad Meek. Meek. What a rig on that bloke. He's Seriously. A big, big unit, isn't he? But he's he's he's, he's Looks like a condom full of walnuts. He is a strong, strong yeah. man. They're no world beaters. No. Okay. Now, it's one of those games like, yeah, we don't have a ruckman, but is that aiding us? Is Silvani and Young at the contest kind of negating their plus one? And we've kind of really got an, an extra, extra anyway. Look, it, it probably it seemed did. like we had that level of control. And we did. You can't but, risk but, it against a team but like next Jackson week and we're Darcy. playing Sean Darcy and Jack- no. Luke Jackson. So that's you, you, you take you take it when the game gives it to you. Just because it works for you once doesn't mean mm. that's, that's plan the A. Model. Yeah, that's right. So how do we go when we don't have 
seemingly well, an extra. You're going to find out next week because Fremantle are very, very gettable. They they are at times they can do a few good things, but they're nothing like what they were last season. They're actually not even close to it, and they really don't. I would say they don't have a forward line. I think Jai Amis, I think, is going to be a very, very Yeah, he good looks footballer. like he's got, got something about yeah. it. Yeah. Michael Walters is done, and yet every now and again he bobs up and he just keeps doing really good things because that's what Michael Walters he's does. He's waiting for oh, us. he loves playing against us. <laughs> but I'm not afraid of them. So if we if we play the way that we want to play, um, is Wedering getting off, do we think? It would be out, I reckon. I'm hoping it's insufficient uh, force to constitute a strike. Yeah. That's my. Did he have two cracks at him or only one? Two. That's the first one. The first one's nothing. The sem- yeah, that's the semi worry. You get a week for that. Tom Walker has been doing that for ten years. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I thought the handball game. Look, it is risky. It's a bit flighty, and it asks our players to be clean, something that yeah. they haven't always been able to do. But the more you see it, you kind of thinking that's just our brand. That's just what we are. And when it works, it works. It's great. And when it doesn't, maybe we have to recognise it and go a little bit more circumspect. But the other thing I really liked, him was how we were able to chain through midfield, but more particularly how we were able to use the corridor and run in waves yes. with, and this is the crucial part, options ahead of the ball. Yeah. So you're running through waves and you're linking up and you're drawing and then you're going, but you've actually got something to go to. Yeah, correct. You're not delaying. Well, it then comes back to quality of decision-making and execution. So you can go laterally and you can open up lanes and you can get it into a better person's hands and all that sort of stuff. Um, but as you say, at what point do you pull the trigger and who you're hitting forward? It and comes down to its movement. Cool, of course Now, it is. whilst I haven't been a critic of him, I've just thought he didn't fit us, referring to Fogarty, he doesn't fit what we're trying to do because he's a bit slow. Yep. But in a weird Lance Whitnell-ish way, he's if you, kind. If you've he's got the smart, ball, he's smart to making but up. But against a team like Hawthorne, if you're controlling the ball, that's negated as well. Yeah, that's right. Because you're you've got the possession, you're controlling the pace. He's on the move. On Cun- the move Cun- with, with and without the ball. Cunningham, thank God. So, look, mate, my erection's just gone, gone down right. today. It's <laughs> he's a star. Like he's is just, he he's, the first midfielder for the year who's pushed forward. When he, he sees an opportunity. Chera's done it. Chera's been phenomenal. Chera's had been. I get what you're saying, Wrap up the John Nichols now. Start engraving it. I get what you're saying, though. He ran sort of between the arcs and he Mm. pushed forward because he's a beautiful kid. So we've got movement. We've got movement south-north. We've got got Jack Martin providing, you know, lateral movement. Yep. And you've got Harry McCoy on his bike. Harry was... He was played well, didn't he? He he looked like he snorted a line of cocaine before you said, because first half he had some outrageous energy. Going to contest, laying tackles. I still can't believe they didn't pay that fifty-man penalty to him early in the third quarter. Yeah, like it was, it was so soft. clearly and obvious. Mm. Like it was so dumb. It's not like him to get hung up on an inconsequential free kick well, and a no, ten-goal no, win. No, but it was only that they but, then kicked the three straight immediately afterwards. Yeah, whereas yeah, he whatever. goes back, kicks but, it from the goal square. It's another goal. What and it's doing inside their shell. But what I'm saying, what that's doing, that's creating space oh, it, you, everywhere. You've hit on something. So what Harry does, and, and what he we're going to actually touch on this a little bit later in the chicken salads, but. What Harry does, and, and in the role that he played on the weekend, did brilliantly, was the good old-fashioned hook lead, the good old-fashioned tail back to goal. Because what you do is you drag your man. Nick Rewalt did it. Yep. Pav used to do it when he played forward. And it's what we need to get Harry doing. You take your man up the ground. You try to lose him, burn him, blow him up. And then when you're running back to goal, you try to lose him in traffic. And he's reacting. 
Yep. It makes it so much harder to defend. And Harry, great tank, beautiful field kick, good set of hands up the field, blah, 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 blah. Athletic, got a bit of pace about him. It's the biggest no-brainer of all time. Yeah. And I don't want to say it, but I did say it years ago, that's the role he should be playing, and you two disagreed. So we don't need to go over that again. Oh, look, I'm going to give you... Going to give you your flowers. We don't um, need to go over that again because that's what I did say. I think I think our thinking was more. Charlie is that athletic beast that. Yep, yep. But, and you know whatever. No, but they, no. they can be interchangeable. Um, that's that's obvious. But, but you, by doing what we've done, you isolate Charlie. Yep. And you allow always just to be. You allow a second or medium around or a small. And guess what? If Charlie. And always don't get near it because everything else is happening. That's fine. It's fine. You look at yesterday when people go, oh, always didn't really do much. Well, he didn't have to. Bit like Tottenham in 2016, he bought the pressure. Um, like Arsenal in 2023. Very true. Uh, but what does that methodology do? The way we move the ball and the speed and the direction that we move the ball gives you better shots at goal. Yeah. Like, what do better shots at goal give you? Higher score. Higher score. <laughs> what does that give you? Reward. It yeah. just relieves pressure. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, um, you know, for me, obviously, the stuff we do at Box Hill, like Fergus Green had four or five shots of goal. But yeah. you look at the shots that he was having yeah. and you sort of go, mate, if he, like if he kicks this, that's you, a great kick. Kicking yeah. it from the front row. If and, he kicks this, yeah. that's a great kick. Could have got the f- the first one was probably his easiest. And his angle. Yeah, it was. He got a little bit closer each time, but he also got on a worse and worse angle. But yep. the example was that's what we were funneling them wide with their ball movement wide and sort of either with the shallow or quite deep, whereas we were able to get high percentage shots of goal and unsurprisingly kicked those goals. Um, there was actually a great moment where we went Gov to Martin to Charlie to Owies and I went to turn to Dad and I sort of said, like this is the sort of thing they used to do to us. Yeah. Just cut us up. We're not going to touch the ball. Mm. We're nowhere. We can't affect the play. This is just – we actually may as well – Blow the whistle, stop the game, and just give the ball to Matt Owies. Yeah. Because that's where it's going to end up. Just save ourselves the 15 seconds. Um, so that was really, really encouraging. And that's something that you can't do every single time you move the ball, but it's certainly the hope or the ambition when you move the ball forward, uh, which is very encouraging uh, in its own right. Um, oh, it's another 90s banger fab. Love it. Oh. Was this his last massive hit? No. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. This was his, when this came out, this was his biggest hit since uh, Beat It. Massive hit. So you're just going to ignore the entire Bad album? This came after that. Yeah, so you're saying it's biggest hit since Beat It. That's a stat. I didn't just make that up. This single... He had huge singles. Yeah, well, no, this was this was huge a singles. worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, 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 it was. He had was. huge singles between Beat It and this, but mm. this was the biggest since Beat It. And I'm just asking, was it potentially his last? But he never replicated anything. His like last this after mammoth this. hit. A, well, he had okay from a mammoth, yeah, from yeah. a mammoth point of view. Yeah. Yes, that he I was love, a magnificent musician. I he love had. that album. Yeah, Christmas 1992. Who was in the? You know it. Who was in the video clip? Macaulay and. Bart some, Simpson. Some other kid. And actor. The fat guy. He's on the couch. He gets, I don't know what his name is. He's in uh, Cheers. I don't know his name. George Went. Is that oh, my yeah, own? Yeah, yeah. Really weird casting for Macaulay Culkin's father, by the way. Yeah. It's kind of weird. He ends up like in the desert and stuff. That film clip is, it's not one of my favourite Michael Jackson films. It's an iconic clip and it's very right. clever. You, yeah, at, at the, the time, time, people, you look back at it now and you don't really appreciate 
the technology. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what people time. don't appreciate as well? Like, so you probably had one after that, but like a Michael Jackson video clip was a big deal. It was a production. Yeah. No, but I, mean, but I mean, it's airing, it's coming out, you can mm. watch it here. That was on nine. But this is it. We're going to show the video mm. clip. You have to be watching TV at this time. And we're going to show you the clip. You've all been. It's, it's, yeah. You just. We, we just have nothing like that these days. We were at Phillip Island at a friend's. Um, I think the world's poorer for it. Beach house. Absolutely. There's a quaintness to the sort of the. There's not many people that get you up. No. Well, like, see the Taylor Swift. The Taylor Swift things are really interesting that we just lived through this past week. Like even at the footy club, there were quite a few people who were. Um, I still don't know if I'm allowed to shut this window down. Pierre hasn't given me permission <laughs> to. It's on refresh. Automatic reference. I remember saying, someone asked, oh, are you interested in going? And I said, no, look, she's not my cup of tea. Like, I appreciate that she's a global megastar. Yep. And I love the fact that there are so many people who are clearly jumping out of their skins to go and see her at Absolutely. this big event and this big concert. That's great. But still, I think we spoke about this the other week. Like, But even so, she's going to play two sold-out shows at the MCG, Ed Sheeran, maybe even three. Ed Sheeran played two. You're like... They're not even in the same stratosphere as Michael Jackson. No, at the peak of his power. Like not even Michael the, Jackson was something else again. Though, they're, just wasn't not even, they're just not even in the in the conversation. Mm, yeah, and it's so hard, I think, for people to wrap their heads around that. The younger generation don't comprehend. But you're right. How big. Ed, Ed and Tay Tay are as close as you get in, the, in the modern day, and they're not. Yeah, but it was. I think it was a different world there. I was he toured dangerous. Ninety three, ninety four. Um, I'd say 93. I was deemed by my parents too young to attend. Never Obviously, I can't since. pay for it yeah. myself. So you're Have you there. ever forgiven Tony for that? So there was a year my cousin Michael and his then – That's a no. <laughs> his then fiancé, they, they went to Prince and I understood I, was, I wasn't going to be allowed to go to Prince. Too um, sexual? Yeah. Too tidy? It too was se- a, too um, horny, I think, was Tony's. Well, <laughs> too Cream, horny. Cream was the song that was out at yeah. the time. Um, then Madonna toured the girly show, and I was like, oh, these are all my favourite artists. And I'm like, okay, I get it, right? That was a bit, you know, risque. But Michael Jackson, not to be. Jeez, you can pick him. So, yeah, basically anything in the top ten. <laughs> Bad blocks. I really like this artist. You might have heard of him. He's uh, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Bruce. Oh, I'm just using it like an example yeah. of a well-known um, act. That's the last like, great Michael Jackson album. The other ones had songs, but they're not they're not great albums. What was the album with the big sort of like the the quite elaborate artwork? Was that that That's album? That's that one. It's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And I got the CD for Christmas, and you opened it, and each was it a gatefold? No, mine was a just a, a plastic, and you you pulled it out. That's one of my favourite. I lie, I lie. I got that later, ninety two. I didn't even have a CD, but I got it on cassette, and it kind of. Rolled out. It was like a metre long and then it kind of folded up. With all the lyrics? So yeah, the lyrics read, were read in along. there. See, one of my favourites, uh, and uh, like it's sort of one of those like quirky little things now, but the uh, Blink-182 album Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came in like this really nice gatefold when it first got released on CD. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of people would obviously have it, but like it was only a very sm- a relatively small window and whenever you'd see it at JB Hi-Fi, even not so long after, it was just the standard... CD, you're always like, oh, I can miss out. I've got the good one. Yeah. History was the double-sided. Whoever signed off on – you think about that dangerous cover and you're like, yeah, like iconic artwork. You're like, yeah, it's good. Whoever signed off on the artwork for bad and went, don't change a thing, that's the one. Yeah. It's, it's Horrendous. 
some great tracks on that album. Good, good album. Like one of my favorite, like New Order used to have that one, Joy Division, but they had like Peter Saville, like this fantastic graphic designer artist, and he would like lend this really unique kind of, and they all had a bit of a theme to them. And they, when you see them next to each other, they are different, but at the same time, they're kind of consistent. And you're mm. like, oh, that's really good. Whereas Jackson's covers were like, the fuck is this? His first one was horrible. Thriller was great. Thriller was great. It's even the, the, there's one where he's he, Thriller. He's kind of lying. He's doing on, a bit of the, the Fer- he's doing a bit of the Ferris Bueller kind of. In the back. photo shoot, there's one with a a tiger cub, which looks awesome. And for Thriller's twenty yes. fifth anniversary, it was put on there. That was the cover, and I was like, that nah, that should have been the cover. But either way, it was good. First one was horrific. It's off the wall. Off with the just wall. it just looks real dated. Is that um, the one with um, Smooth Criminal? No. No, it's too early. Smooth, Smooth Criminal's bad. No, sorry, what's the one I'm thinking about? What's the one? Ah, um, uh, shit. I can't place the video clip. What was off that one? Rock With You? Yes. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough? That's, don't Stop Till You Get Enough. That's, that's the early, the early. That's They use that brilliantly in a um, – which is actually frightening now when you think about it. So what what year would that have come down? 80, 79, 80? Late seventies, early eighties. So can't. so they use they use don't stop uh till you get enough. I was gonna yep. say don't stop till you drop. You know when you like you like that's wrong that I can't song. get that out of my head. Yeah. He was still touring that song with his brothers. So he was kind of going back and forth was, between a solo career yeah. and a He was breaking away. Breaking away. They they knew what they he was a star. He yeah. was a star. He was being held back by his brothers. He yeah. was. He couldn't be part of the. When did he have the touring circus anymore? When, so. when did he have the Pepsi? The 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 accident burst into flames. That, that was, was that's thriller. That was um, thriller. He had the like Mike Hamill style. He had like the motorbike accident. Yeah, it was. That's one of the great yeah, but, little offside stories that he has the motorbike accident. Yeah, and they're like Mark Hamill's we, face is forever like, changed because of the accident. But, but they're like, what the fuck are we going to do about this? And he's like, I guess what? At the start of the next movie, he gets attacked by a fucking animal. And it ruins him. Like, def- and they tried to def- def- figures. You know, he, they, him. We're just going to cover his face until then, and then it was really. It was actually quite clever because it yeah. ends up being a great scene in the movie. But the point is, um, they use that song in a Seinfeld's last episode for like a high, like a montage thing, and you kind of like we're further away from that than Seinfeld was from that song being released. Yeah. Well, we. Remarkable. The passage of time. The passage of time. So I just want to go back to Prince. So you, you was it simply because he was like a little horny, yeah. was a little horny man, yeah. and Tony just thought no, he no, would that, cor- that was that was a non. That Tony just thought he would corrupt you because even no, I don't even, because even I don't if even, even if Prince even if Prince and I, I don't say this lightly even if half of Prince's horniness rubbed off on Fab he would be like three times no. as horny as he was. I would say Tony had no idea that Prince was even out here. And when probably my, thought Prince Philip, Prince Charles when, was out here. I reckon when my cousin I was like, Michael, Where is he? when my cousin Michael had asked my mum, "Would I like to go?" Um, are they having a reception yeah. at uh, Victoria House? Are they? So, um, is Princess yeah. Di there? So no, not there. No, mum knew. Mum like mum like modern music, so. Radio was always on. She came. Fab came in to ask, and she was wearing like a purple velour jumpsuit <laughs> with the frilly. And she and she had the she had Singing, the prince. You sexy motherfucker! <laughs> and she had the prince medallion. Yes, <laughs> the sign. <laughs> Wowie, good times, nice. Good times indeed. So I don't do. Have we already done the whole? Why did we play that, Tim? Because the blues are back, baby. Great guitar riff, by the way. Uh, like in terms of like underrated guitar riffs in, um, in black or white slash. 
Is that right? Yeah. But like really one of those where you sort of people would those great like make a list of whatever they nineties guitar riffs or whatever. Yep. And you're like, that would actually that absolutely deserves to be on the list. But I think my people might need to be prompted to be like, Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Beat it was done by Eddie Van Halen. Who did Smooth Criminal? There's a guitar soul in Smooth Criminal. Hang on, which song am I thinking of? Yes, you've done what who, I did. Who redid who did Alien Ant Farm? Alien Ant Farm did which song? Smooth Criminal. Smooth Smooth Criminal. It is, yeah. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Michael Jackson's is done with a synthesizer. Yeah, and, like well, it might be, and then Alien Ant Farm yeah. did it with it. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, song, the great, that song should be removed from existence. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Nah, shocking. It's just a different look and feel to what I, it was before. I don't mind it. And I think if you're going to redo a song, at least do it differently. And I think you know what's good about it too is that without it, we might not have gotten the great chant, Nanny, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Nanny? <laughs> I, um, That's quite funny. I got history, not history, the Dangerous on, C, on DVD. So all the videos from that album. Was it a visual album? Yes. Brilliant. And they got all the behind-the-scenes footage. Naomi Campbell in Jeez, the... I hope not. <laughs> Naomi Campbell... Neverland Ranch, like you've never seen it before. In her absolute... <laughs> like Big Brother After Dark. <laughs> no, I'm not even, even going to say what he, I was going to say. Tim, let's, let's be real. The man, you can't slander the dead. Legally, you can't slander the dead. Yep. Um, he might have diddled those kids. He, he might have. He, he might have. I'm yeah. going to go with... You love the man, yes. And you weirdo, probably would have. You, you probably would have let him diddle you. Um, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe he did what he was accused of. Where do I think he was fully with it? No, I think he just he had the means to be able to suppress anything that happened. So there is also the element of he was make a, it go away. Yeah, just that, make that's it go, what make, I mean. Just, just make that's it go away. I mean. As in, even if I haven't done it, the damage is doing to my reputation. Yeah, blah, blah 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 blah. Just make it go away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a fair chance he. You got to do something sometimes to make it want to go away. Yeah, there's a fair chance he might have been doing something behind the scenes with those kids at that Neverland Ranch. Anyway, have you have you seen the Michael, uh, Michael? Have you seen Macaulay Culkin talk about it? He's quite like fascinating. He was just sort of like, I think he understands that he's he's quite guarded about the whole experience. But he's sort of he, he like he never he never diddled Macaulay. Mm. And if you think he was going to diddle anyone, well. Would he diddle the highest profile kid coming to the ranch? I don't know. I don't know. I Is don't he that know. brave? Have you ever listened to the Teacher's Pet podcast? No, done don't, by... don't even know what that is. Oh, no. Well, it's worthwhile following, but yeah. I'm listening to, on the recommendation of my wife, a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh, okay. And it's a guy. Tiny. <laughs> so this guy's written a... The porn baron. A, a uh, erotic novel. And his son and his friends read it chapter by chapter and have a laugh at it, basically. Is the dad dead? No, he's alive. Oh, Very much Jesus. alive. Did he, make, did he make any money off it? It's on Amazon and all that, apparently. Oh, wait. It's called, uh, hold on, Belinda Blinked. Oh. <laughs> Was it under the covers? Through the covers. <laughs> through the covers. <laughs> through the covers. Um, we're going to talk now, go back to the football and the last topic for discussion I've got the thing here, start the story with an explosion. And I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but there's a concept in storytelling and particularly visual storytelling, um, mainly sort of movies, but TV does it as well, that you need to start your film, your story, your TV show with an explosion. And yep. sometimes that is literal. So the best example of that arguably literally is like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. 
we do the great sort of montage of hot, New York. Hot town, summer in the city. And it cuts through and it's a bustling day in New York City in the summer and a big bomb goes off. In the summer, in the city. And it's a brilliant thing because what happens is you're watching this, oh, what's going on? And then bang, there's a big explosion. Like, okay. And the film starts. You've got my attention. And a lot of films, even if that's not in sequential order, they'll show the big moment. And then cut, and then you watch the rest of the film, and then it kind of gets well, to that moment. You got, well, here you go. One of our favourites. You got figurative examples like a Glen Gary, Glen Ross. So, the play did not have um, the Alec Baldwin character in it. That was written specifically for the movie. So, who carried the brass ball? No, no one. So that wasn't in the play as it was performed before it was adapted into a film. And a note that David Mamet received was to start the you've got to start this film with an explosion and the idea is that this guy comes down from Mitch and Murray and he just tears the joint up. And the idea is that the established order of this office, which we've never seen before, is tipped on its head by this bloke from HQ. And that's a figuratively it's he started the film with was an explosion. Was there anything other than those brass balls in that briefcase? It was like an envelope, wasn't it? Was it the leads, maybe? The Glengarry leads. The Glengarry leads. The leads are weak. Jack Jack Lemon all he wanted was the leads. <laughs> just give him the leads. <laughs> He says, you can't close this, you can't close shit. Hit the bricks. What a movie. What a movie. Then you've got stuff like, where did you learn your trade? <laughs> <laughs> We're going through TikToks and one, that clip came up. And if you know the words after it, it's, it's quite uh, What have I done this month? No, no, I'm going to do, do this month. month. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm gonna have your job, shit. Yeah. So going through, scrolling through TikTok, and that came up, and I obviously wasn't quick enough to react. And my kids found it hilarious. What did he say? Where did you well, learn your trade, it, yeah. you stupid F and C, you idiot? <laughs> um, and then you've got like a really good example of the same theory is like James Bond movies. James Bond movies deliberately start at the climax of the last mission. Correct. So the idea is that the film has forward momentum and it has stakes. And even if it doesn't relate to anything that's about to come in the movie that follows, it really hits the ground running. And you need ideas. something to you know lead into the five-minute bloody song that irritates me in no, every this, James no, Bond no, but movie. But, but I love it. No, but this is it. It's all become part of the framework. It's, part of the law. it's all yeah. become part of the framework of a James Bond film is we pick up in the last moments of the last mission. We go into the song. That's just part of how these films are made. And like I said, it gives the film some energy, some momentum. Yeah. Which yep. the song then kills. Actually, you know what's another. Actually, you know what's another great example. These two examples are actually quite similar. The Dark Knight obviously starts with the bank robbery, and you're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" And then we get the reveal of the Joker. You've started speaking the film of a man explosion. who's in every film, William Fitchner. Absolutely everything. What every a, TV show, every actor. movie. It's a great actor, by the way. Um, but then you've got like Beverly Hills Cop Two starts with the jewelry store robbery. Ah, yes, Fantastic. Adrianos. Adrianos and the piece of music. Adrianos is fucking elite. Harold Faltermeyer, take a bow. Do you remember it, Tim? It's got this really like unbelievable like drum, electric ding, drum. Ding, ding, and it has these hi-hats. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, you yeah. sort of you're sort of listening to it and you're sort of going, oh, this sounds pretty good. Yeah. And then he starts with the fucking kick drum. Yep. And then they do the bass line comes in. You're just like, this is unfucking believable It's so good. They use it again when they're robbing the uh, racetrack later in the movie. So the point is you start your movie with an explosion because you've got to get the film going. So... You mentioned it earlier, Fab. Our intensity and our energy and our mentality and our willingness to fucking get in and get dirty was as good as it's been all year from the get-go. Yep, yep. And whether or not you know, that was a consequence of playing what we perceive to be a more vulnerable team, a more gettable team, a younger team that we could physically impose ourselves on, the boys' preparedness to go, yeah, let's go. And there were a couple of fantastic moments where there was – 
Yeah, why have you raised your hand? Keep going. I'll just but there were a couple of fantastic moments where Jack Martin came through and cleaned someone up. I think which Mitch Jack McGovern, can do. which yeah. Mitch McGovern had one. But there were a few really heavy. I'm not going to tackle you, but I'm going to hurt you. Do you know what I think it is? Tell me. I think it was this belief held by football that you can't win after the bye. Yeah, maybe. So, so the prerequisite was you got to come with intensity because we don't want to be a victim of the buy. So they, they've just said, bring everything. You know, what, what did we talk about? The Blitzkrieg that that we said um, Matthew Nix came with Adelaide. Um, yeah, Blitz all night. Um, yeah, just bring it. Make, got- make sure we bring it and then we set the tone and then and then the game evolves from there. But don't don't come out meekly. Make sure that we come and we hit them with everything and they know that they're in for a contest. Oh, I've got the note here. Don't wade into the game. Yep. Don't let them settle. Bang on. Don't let a young team feel like they're getting reward or Absolutely. getting that nourishment, as we Absolutely. say. Absolutely. And go after them in the contest. Yeah. Fab, you, you were a, you were never a chance. No. Is the message we need? Yeah. That we need them to be able to look back and go. They always had us. I'm not saying we haven't we haven't executed it like we did on Sunday at any other stage in the season. But there have been times where we brought intent. But what we did and what we did against Gold Coast is if you bring that level of intensity, you're going to have a lull. That's not a four-quarter. It's not attainable for four quarters. But while you're doing it, if you don't put scoreboard pressure on, it will come back to bite you on the ass. Well, that's you need to You need to have... You need to put have that reward. You need to have that money in the bank. Yeah. Well, that's what Melbourne didn't do against GWS. They they dominated. Mm. They had them on every single stat, and they didn't put it on the scoreboard. Mm. And like GWS worked hard, but when they took their opportunity, when they had opportunities, they finished their work. And while they didn't score heavily, they remained in the game when theoretically they had no right. How good to. was the Josh Kelly goal? Again, talked about Houston and a wet footy, 70 metres. And why did we play that fact? <laughs> so, well, point, point's well made. But I thought the D1 and D2 aspect of our game was as disciplined and as strong as it's been really at any stage in this season. Um, and it's one thing to run, sort of ride roughshod over a team like Hawthorne or a team like the Suns. What we hope we get out of that is, well, that's the standard. We go over Frio this week. That's the standard. Mm. And guess oh, and what? No excuses because I've seen you do it. That's right. And if you do it, even if it once, twice, three times, they get out or they do something good, stick to it. Sometimes because the alternative will not get us anywhere. And and there was moments in the game when we put pace on the game and we'd get out and there was a couple of overlap handballs and then we'd just fuck one up. Either somebody would intercept a, like a ball that we've gone to handball over the top and they'd intercept and, and we actually defended okay when we were out of position behind the ball. We were actually able to scramble and or they'd end up in a tough position to we be able to score at the end of it. We worked our tail off. We did. We to did, get to back. get back, yeah. But, again, moving with a bit of, what is the noun for franticness? Franticity? Don't know. Anyway, we were frantic. Uh, when it worked, when it worked and we were out and we were moving quick, it looked it looked good. We, but we weren't always entirely convincing. We, it felt like we were still trying to make it up as we go along, 
and it wasn't the way that we've trained a full pre-season. But I think now that we've adopted that this is the way that we're going to play. There you go, it is franticness. Mm, it's clumsy, isn't it? Mm. I think what the point you made was, was, was sort of pretty spot on, Fab, in the sense that um, you, you kind of – we spoke about with the Gold Coast game all those years ago that the fans got uneasy when Gold Coast kicked a goal. You're like, well, they're going to kick goals. <laughs> we're not, we're not look, that's what they're trying to we're do. We're not going to keep them scoreless. And it's that classic, one of the greatest of all time in terms of really putting that kind of stuff behind them was someone like Shane Warne, where how often would he throw one down oh. and it would get maybe maybe hit to the boundary yep. or clear the field or whatever. And he'd sort of stand there and ponder and he'd kind of think, and part of it was for show, for yeah. the batsman. Well, with Cullen it was. But part of it was for show, sort of to make them sort of, you know, but part of it also was... Okay, well, well, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. I want him playing shots because yep. if he's playing shots, we can attack that. Yep. If he's playing purely defensively, that's an awful lot harder it's for harder me to, get to actually pierce. Yep. So for us, you want to kind of tease a team to come at us and then leap quickly. That's what Essendon did against us, to be honest, yeah, yeah. like Collingwood yep. did against us. You want to tease that, have a go, and then snuff it out yep. because if they're just playing keepings off or really conservatively, then it becomes very hard to actually do anything against that. Um, it was actually good fab as well, I thought, to see us play with a little bit of disdain for an opponent. Yeah, without overtly being cocky. Or arrogant about it. Or but arrogant, it was just a level yeah. of, yeah, we got you. Yeah. We're going to kick it to Charlie. Yeah, we've got you here. <laughs> a bit of... <laughs> what are you going to do now? Giving, it, giving them their own medicine. Because yeah. they've been, out of all teams, now we've been quite poor for quite a long time. They've been the team that consistently have not allowed us to have a sniff. Even when we were probably better than them. Oh, that Perth game. Yeah. We started so well. We got like six goals up. It looked like we were going to yeah. absolutely obliterate Zach them. Fisher looked like a footballer. Yeah, there was another lost. one down in Tassie. Yeah. Had him. Cruiser went down. Yeah, that's right. He did too. Uh, do we want to move now on to chicken salads? That could be every game. Well, yeah, you're going to have to be more specific. This, in the last this five is good, years, Cruiser went down. If in yeah. the last five years of his career, you're going to need to actually date and stamp what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Cruiser is still the best ruckman at the club. Uh, my first chicken salad, and these are in no great order. This is the BYO chicken salad. Um, my first chicken salad is David Cunningham. Yep. Two weeks ago, we said that he's exactly the sort of player that we've missed. He franked that again on the weekend. He's a low possession but a very high impact player. High quality. Which is good. He's not an accumulator because he's not – He's not at the coal face. He's the next possession player. To quote, uh, I think it was the Merovingian who said this, it's like wiping your ass with silk. It's just completely the over the top. It's just completely over the top. Why? What is the reason? But it's amazing. The Merovingian. Like, He's uh, one of the best characters in that franchise. I don't need to be wiping my ass with pure silk, but it's great and I'll continue doing it. And for me, that's what David Cunningham is. The girl in the red dress. Yep. She's Aussie. Yes, she is. A lot of, the, a lot of people, and it was shot in Sydney, in Sydney wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. A, First of, two movies were brilliant. There's lots of depot bins. In, third was in the film. It's third lost funny. its way. Third lost its way. What did you think of the fourth one? I fell asleep about forty minutes into it. Didn't know if it was. A you movie. do that with a lot of your movies. I sort right? of didn't. Like. Lately, yeah, I'm not, not. You're getting older. That's what happens. But um, yeah. Then you saw her in the cafe and stuff. I, I don't know. It was creating a game. I, I don't know. I'll, no, I'll the rewatch whole thing, it. The whole thing was a, it was a quite a quirky. It reeks fun. of B gradeness. No, well, the whole thing was a quirky fun. Fuck you. And it's actually quite funny that Warner Brothers. One of the, only one of the Wachowskis made it. But it's actually quite funny that Warner Brothers let them make this movie because the film head-on tackles 
that Warner Brothers basically said, well, you can you can reboot it or remake it or do whatever you want or we'll just do it without you. And so whichever Wachowski it was went, oh, fuck. And they made this film that was a bit of a fuck you middle finger back to the studio where they just tackled that, this idea that Keanu Reeves' Neo's made this video game and they want to reboot it, then someone's just directly telling him this. Well, either you do it again or we'll replace you and we'll do it without you. So... There's a bit of quirkiness and a bit of fun there, which I sort of didn't mind. It sort of went nowhere and it became like a really – Is that of, a side story, this whole – he's a game creator? No, that's or? what he is because they're back in the Matrix. Okay. It's like it's sort of – it's okay. Is that, is that playing on that whole – it's him, you're just in another iteration of the Matrix. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of this funny like just really strange version of this story that – absolutely didn't need to be told. But so I don't really get the end of three. He's blind. Fucking bullets and shit are coming at him for forever. It's like, do they defeat the machines or is... No, they is, defeat Smith. Smith was a rogue program. He was like a virus. So if if the machines didn't send Neo in to defeat Smith, then ne- then Smith would have overrun the Matrix. And then that's for, for the machines, that's pointless. That's the end of them. So Neo was working for the machines. No, he was working for the human race. Because the human race were enslaved in the Matrix, but without the humans, the machines don't have mm. any power because that's what they're drawing their power from. Yes, 1,000 BTUs of whatever it was. Yes, so he was sent back in because Smith was a rogue program who was like deleting people, basically. So who was a little Indian girl? She was just another pro- She was another yeah, program. I've got to rewatch. She was three. another program was within, the, within the, the Matrix. And the fact that they changed the bloody, the oracle. Well, she died. The real, oh. Yeah, the lady in the second one died. And the idea was she's come back in a different form. Okay. They just explained it away with one line of dialogue. Your nickname is the oracle, you know that? In reference to like horse racing and stuff. Sometimes. We call you the oracle. No, no, that's what we refer to as me, Simon, Michael. Cool. But I like Cutter's game. I thought he was a great conduit for us in midfield. Uh, oh, sorry, we're not talking about the Matrix. That's his right. cleanliness uh, and his ability, and he kicked two goals, which was a fantastic result. I'm going to be indulgent again. I'm going to talk about another movie reference. Feel free to chime in and hit him. You saw Indiana Jones. I did. I saw Indiana Jones. Fab has not seen Indiana Jones. I haven't seen the last two. Um, so I saw it the other day, whatever day it was, and I thought, let's – present a loose analogy, going back to what I was talking about. Harry Mackay, we won't spoil the film too much, but for the, we'll try not to spoil the film at all. But throughout the movie, the film consistently asks its audience, where does Indiana Jones belong? Yes. Rather pointedly. And to be fair, it's actually an unflattering question for the film to ask because the answer is in the past. The answer is, you know, we spoke about Temple of Doom, but this, this the hero shot of... There's probably there's probably a couple. There's the one you know where he shoots the guy in the market in Raiders. There's yep. the the reveal in Raiders. But the probably the best Indiana Jones hero shot is in Temple of Doom when he he's been possessed and he rocks up and he um, he's back to normal and he's going to help free the kids and he stands in the mine and the camera sort of dollies in on him. You know, and he punches the guard and he flies back. And you're like, that's the hero shot. That's Indiana Jones. That's Harrison Ford and his pomp. And you watch it, you watch it now and you think, that's the last Hollywood leading man at his absolute peak in one of his famous roles. And you're like, yeah, this is it. This is the character and this is where he belongs and blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. 
Who is it? George. It's not George again, is it? You know, oh, I'm going to turn your mic back on, Fab. Thank you. Uh, but the point being that we've got this great moment where it's asking, it's asking, where does this guy belong? Is it the 1960s? And the answer is no. He doesn't belong in the 1960s. He belongs in the 1930s. And it's flattering, unflattering, sorry, for him to be out of that time because it's not really what the audience wants. It's not really what best serves the character. It's not really what best serves the property. Harry Mackay belongs roaming wild. He up does. the ground. He does. And the more you ask yourself, where does this guy fit and what does he unlock for us? The answer is up the ground, up onto the wing. Everything. But it's, it's, I sat there, I I laughed because dad saw the movie as well. And it was that classic, you know, this, this is what he needs to be doing. Yeah. Playing him deep forward, he can absolutely do that. But his weapon and what he will unlock for us being that Nick Rewald up the ground, back to goal, blow his opponent up, blah, 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 blah. Unleash the play, kind of replacing that Levi Casbolt mark on the wing. Yep. Charlie closer to goal. You're going, that's the model. And and look, he does it extremely well. He's a Coleman medalist. So obviously he can exist closer to goal. Mm-hmm. But he also won a Coleman medal when Charlie Kerno wasn't playing football. That is yes. true. So... Now that we get to ask the question, how do we best deploy George is now leaning these two lure, guys to buy his way in with lollies. <laughs> these two guys who who just change games and and they're very um uh they're, well they're just so dangerous to if oppositions. Compl- they should be more complementary than how we use them. Well and and I think when we play at our best, and it doesn't have to be Harry kicking it to to Charlie, but that does happen a lot because he's like clearly Charlie is an obvious target. But and, and we long talk about oppositions who panic when the ball comes into either of these two guys quickly. I I, I still think Harry you for such a it, Tim, big you want to guy. split them. You no, want to, no, 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 that's but right. You want to split. You don't want to split Harry and Charlie. You want to split their opponents. Well, they, yeah, they, and they can't work. Yeah. To, they can't work together when they're one on one. I don't, I don't think either can be beaten. No, and, this is and, it. And, and the opposition put so much time into like the the the, the two arm grabs around Harry. Wow, they happen a lot. And like we've long said, you know, if only they could be, um, if he could be umpired the way some other players get umpired. It's a bit odd. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, does anyone have a? Do you, does anyone else have a chicken salad? Oh, I've got a few more. I think you'll have, I think one of you will at least have one of mine. Oh, look, I, there was two that I wanted to really touch on. Yeah. and um, give it to me. In a game where we were wanting to uh, impose our physicality on the game, and, and I've look, you know, we all have our favourites. I just thought Mitch McGovern played a game yesterday where he was intent on really imposing himself on all facets of the game. Like we we will – right now we all want to see Mitch McGovern taking third man up marks, but he can really put pressure when the ball's on the ground. He's got good pace. He plays physically. He's fast. He's strong. He looks like he's got confidence in his body. He does, and he was running well, and he's hitting targets. There was, it, was, it was as complete a game as I've seen Mitch McGovern play – since he was doing the third man up marking at the very beginning of the last of last season, mm. where we've gone, geez, we've uncovered a really, really since the valuable Mel- football since the player. Melbourne game. Yeah, that's right. The the Melbourne preseason game. Is that the one you're talking about? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. 
it was the tackling and it was the pressure that I thoroughly enjoyed, and, and, and which he can do, but they haven't been his, you know, one woods. But it, I just, I just thought you saw more of Mitch McGovern than you've seen in one game than we'd probably seen in eighteen months of football. I think the pleasing thing too is that what's actually facilitating this is Brody Kemp, without a doubt, without a doubt, and and that's the beautiful. So thing. it's actually a two for one sort of yeah, and and in, and in a game where then you've been able to deploy Lewis Young in the ruck because you 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 you're one and two, your first two choices have been unavailable. You can do that without any fear of disrupting your backline. So, and, and realistically, if Lewis Young isn't rucking, he's not in the twenty-two. So, but um, but you are absolutely right that um, Lewis, oh, sorry, that um, Brody Kemp's um, being completely at home in that backline releases Mitch McGovern to play smaller. Hmm. Um, um, but which, but, because of but, his athletic profile, look, he's all power. Like we, we've always known that. You hmm. know, he's he he he's explosive in the air, on the ground, and... His body just hasn't allowed him to show it. Well, that's I, exactly I right. I like this chicken salad, Tim. It's not where I thought we were going. Do you have one for us, Fab? <sighs> not specifically. Timbo's got one. Do you want ball. to throw back to Tim? Well, my one... Hold other, on, hold on. <laughs> my other one, I really like Jordan Boyd's gun. I have Jordan Boyd down yeah. as he's not my SI. I've got a weird chicken shit. He's not my SI, but I had Jordan Boyd down as a... Honorary mention. Correct. I, I think. I think you just had to. He's a funny player because there's he, a bit he, of scrappy do sort of moxie there, about absolutely. him. Absolutely, he's never been one of my guys. I like. I again, you have your favourites. When Kieran Byrne was playing for us, loved Kieran Byrne. Like I love. I loved his speed. I loved his size. I liked his run, and he was physical. And he had the socks up. Socks yeah, he did very too. High. Jordan Boyd, almost a Stephen uh, Stephen Kernahan style, like they're too much. They're sheer. Yeah, yeah. they were. They're so high. They were like stockings. Yeah, Boyd, Razamataz. Boyd, I never really saw as a guy that locks down a defender. He's a guy that wants to get free. He wants to play football on his own terms. He wants the ball released to him, and then you can see his good kicking. He's playing behind the ball. He's he's filling up holes. He, he's defending when he has to, but when it's time to run off and be part of that that wave, he was doing it well. And I, and I actually, for the first time, I thought I'm comfortable with you on the ground. I, I always, really, I always found he could get exposed. But yesterday, I I liked his game. He made me comfortable, mm. and 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 I liked the way that he took it on. And and he was tough. He laid a couple mm. of good hard tackles. He's got a bit of dad and I use this one. I like using it. I reserve the, the, it for special you occasions. You like your scrappy dude? Do no, you? no. He's he's it's the um, no country for old men. He's got a bit of hard bark on him. Yep, yep. Which again, when he came to us, I didn't think he was that footballer. I, so. I, I was when he came to us. I was a little bit like. Who, like, sorry, who is this guy? Not disrespectfully, but sort of like, oh, okay. And is he a long-term player? You go, well, I when don't know. When you're playing on the wing, the I answer is yes, maybe. Yeah. But going, I think at the moment he's sort of looking like a better prospect now than he did when he first came across. What, what I will say is that his work rate is unbelievable. It is. And is there any other, is there any other chicken... Shit, there's, there's, a, there's a really obvious chicken salad. Um, well, can I just quickly touch on my chicken shit? No, because we haven't we'll do chicken shits in a moment. It leads. It's kind of all right. I'll come. I'll touch back on the yeah, boydy. Okay. The, the most obvious chicken salad is. He's back. He's back. And I'm no psychologist. I'm no. Um, 
Maybe he got his money back. Expert in that. Oh, I'll guarantee you he's got his money back. Um, really? Um, but he seemed ashamed. He seemed distracted. Embarrassed, distracted, all of it. He had a little bit of a see you next Tuesday about him. Yeah. Yep. On that, the weekend. That's the best form of Jacob Wiedering. And obviously he's had a bit of an off-the-ball scuffle with uh, Meek? old mate Meek Mill. Um, he it was it was he's he's the best form of himself when he's just confident, outwardly confident. The one-handed mark when, oh. when he's doing that, it's, it's like super. Please. What about the one-handed pickup? Yes. You know the thing is yeah. they are different players clearly, but I would I would almost not in the not in the dark days of earlier this season when he was under the pump and, and looked like very distracted off the field, but once he starts to get a bit more confident, feel a bit better about himself. I would absolutely have the, the Darcy Moore conversation with him. Yeah. I go, everyone says this bloke's the best key back in the game. Just going, you're just as good. There's one other. Well, you're not going to say Sam Taylor, are you? I don't think that's yeah. Sam, Sam Taylor. Taylor. He's no, but fucking you're going, phenomenal. You're just, as, you're just as good. They're, they're the three best in the comp. And, yeah. and then it's daylight. Like, look, there's there's no one else even okay, close. You've had a little bit of a lull. Yep. You've had a little bit of a lull, but you're just as good as those And two. Moore is getting to play the game completely and utterly on his terms. Yeah. Every single time, and like, that aspect of the game, I reckon he's better than Jacob at that free wheeling. Well, he's a super athlete, I'm 100. But Weathering's twice the w- Weathering can in the one on one lockdown, one on one in the one on one. But look, I just uh, got a couple of stats. Um, we've got equal high, equal game high for marks for Jacob um, alongside Brody Kemp, which tells its own story yep. again. Game high intercept marks and a game high contested marks. So. What that tells me is he's got his timing back and he's got his trust in his hands back. Yep. Crucial. The other Do you know what else he doesn't have? Lewis Young? Yep. <laughs> Apparently that's nothing in it. There's a nonsense story, Fab. Well. The proof might have been in the pudding and the in the eating. Yes. Um, the last one, I've actually got two more to be fair. They're kind of quasi one I've, and a I've half. I've got one which doesn't need to be said, but. You'll say it anyway? No, no, I'll just see what you're saying. Okay. So chicken salad for us, clearly midfield. Great mix, great spread of performances. They got to work knowing they wouldn't have the dominant ruck to feed them, so they actually had to really read Reeves or Meek for the most part. Yep. Um, Did Paddy Cripps look like he could run? A yeah. little bit. He had the hips wiggling, yep. which which means he's in, in pace. But um, Cripps had 28 touches, game high, game high, eight clearances. Uh, Walsh was really, really good impact from his 25 disposals, late seven tackles as well. Kennedy and Chera were great, six clearances apiece. And Chera obviously finished with the two goals. Um, we need goals from our midfield. Chera kicks two. Um, obviously, Cunningham kicks two. You sort of – did someone – Akers kicks a goal, who was my other quasi-chicken yep. salad. Mm-hmm. Could he have um, let it go? Could he have. He could have shepherded it. No, uh, well, he had to shepherd it, but risk giving away the free kick, so take it. Yeah. No one gives away okay. free kicks on the yeah, goal was line. A, you could rape one. a man I, I was just on, happy on the well. goal line. <laughs> I'd like to think that that would get it. pulled up. Yeah. What, is that, what would that get assessed by the MRO? <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Mate, you look at it twenty-five to life. Is it? It's, it's insufficient force to constitute a strike. <laughs> but you have you have penetrated the man. Um, I love how on certain certain parts of the ground, you literally can't do anything mm. without giving away a free kick. And then on the goal line, it's 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 MMA. It's whatever, whatever yeah. goes. Yeah. Like yep. even like that Houston goal. If you wanted to, you could have picked out four free kicks easily. Some I always too find high, it, some 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 holding, but but it's never going to get paid. I always find it funny in like soccer, for instance, that if 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 my man's running away from me and I just drag him back and stop him playing the ball, that's a yellow card. But if I stand in front of him, 
and make no attempt to play the ball myself and just watch it dribble out of play. That's that's just good defence. Yeah, <laughs> it's this really weird sort of way to look at it. Yeah. Um, but no, because I had here look at a good game. That was his best performance for some time. Yep. He still. Let's not get carried away. He I think still the club didn't can, have. I think the club, the, mate, I think the club declared him like our player of Sparkly Smokehouse player of the match, and I was like, the ham. Yeah. I was like, well, he was fourteen kicks, eight handballs. Oh, like was it was right. probably the first game he's in a still, while. He's still. A bit gun shy. No, yeah, on the kicking. Yep. But he ran well. The I lot, thought he positioned himself really. What really he's well. doing good and what he did well early in the season is getting back. Correct. Getting back, and. Plugging holes, taking overhead marks and stuff, and and then he's always pushed worked. forward just, and ended up on the goal line yeah. on the end of a kick. So, yeah. like that's that art of the the modern day wingman is you've just got to be covering ground and yeah. and and where are you probably relative to either the opposition wingman, um, relative to where the ball's moving and all that sort of stuff. But when then there is opportunity to be able to push forward and try and expose the opposition and spreads the ground. Do, do it, and he did it. <laughs> That's my favourite fab one. Is he just spreads the ground. Spread the he, ground. He plays very, very, very wide. He plays Langdon style wide. He's, he's nearly well, out of the ground. Well, I mean, they he's almost with in the line another, to get a so pie. He's, he, he's probably taken his job. Oh, it's another nineties banger. The Tim. role before he went to Melbourne. It's another nineties banger, Timbo. A comment on YouTube describes this song as violently nineties. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the who sings it. One hit wonder. Oh, right. It's a little bit Shirley Manson, isn't it? It's a little yeah. bit garbagey. Very garbagey. Yeah. Baby, I'm ready to go. What does it start with? What does the band start with? Ah. Oh. Regurgitator. Nah. nah. Not a million miles away. No. Republica. No, I wouldn't have got that. Wouldn't have got that. The Gurge. They were the band in the bubble. Have we spoken about this before? Why? I don't understand why that didn't become a thing like in America, like an MTV in America wouldn't have done something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like, get it. Like with, the Jersey Shore, but write an album and record an album. Like with a reasonable size band. I don't know why they wouldn't have done it. The hybrid of Big Brother and like behind the music or whatever. This, it was a really like good idea. And who did? I, was it Jebediah did one as well? I got the CD the single one. to Black Bugs. By the by, the Gurge. Gurge. Where did I get it from? It was like handed out. So I can't remember. We were probably Northland or somewhere. It's like, I don't know. Fair enough. What happened to it? Oh, I threw it all my CDs. But so, did you listen to it? Apart from yeah, Black Bugs was a good song. Okay. Did we do the Why You Play That? I missed that. Did we do that? No, no. no. Yeah, yeah, why did we play it, Tim? Because the blues back, baby. Yes. But yeah, I like that comment on YouTube because this is violently nineties. Violently, it's actually a very, very good description. And I was like, and that's a that's a, that's a compliment. You're like a hundred percent. I reckon that song thousand percent correct. From royalty's point of view, I reckon that's been used in ads and stuff forever a lot, and a day. A lot, very, very recognisable. I think it was used in um, national song without the National Lampoon's Vacation, um, Vegas Vacation. I think used it briefly. Vegas. Uh, chicken shits, Fab. Lead us off with your chicken shit, please. Um, look, it's a very soft. Very soft chicken shit. And I want to say, it's almost preface watery. this by, I love this bloke and I love what he brings to our team. Oh and, no. But while I agree with everything you said about Boyd and there's that industrious industriousness. Well, you got to pot him. With him. And there's that effort and whatever. 
I'm just finding Adam Saad to be a tad lazy. I'm, I'm thinking if he if he wanted to be the best player on the ground, he could. He could absolutely tear a game apart. He's just, he's just playing his role. It sounds like you might even be – so, okay, so we mentioned what what um, Brody Kemp comes into the team and what that then allows a Mitch McGovern to do, and then maybe you can make the argument that they brought a Jordan Boyd in to absolve or free up side of his strictly – his defensive, defensive. Respons- responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But what that's actually maybe created is a little bit of confusion or a little bit of – where does my job actually start? And Doc is now up on a wing and around sort the of ball like, a little bit as well. How do we how do we actually figure this out? Like where do you, where am I meant to be when up until two or three weeks ago I was in the fucking mixer fighting for my life? Yep. But where do you want me to be now? I saw him competing in the air a few times yesterday that I felt like I hadn't seen that in a while. And, and it was very it, – it, it's, it's more around – It was very enjoyable to say, ah, oh, yeah. And I, I don't I know remember if this that is, Adam Saad. Do you remember – did he miss with a calf? Probably. That okay. sounds, the sounds one like it. it. He looks like – I don't want to turn this into a Fab's Pies segment, but you see Nick Dacos take a kick out. Yeah. He takes that 20 metres that oppositions give you. We still don't do that. And sp- Adam Saad never does that. He kind of crabs to the left or to the right and like, mate – Get to twenty five and put it to seventy five. You know what else you got to do? You get the guy in the in the pocket, whichever pocket. And God he runs forbid, to. if if uh, uh, one of your teammates is half switched on, a give and go. No, but put a bumper on, and then you get another yeah. ten meters. Yeah, and it's just just I haven't seen him take off. I haven't seen him kick a running goal since the Essendon game. No, no, it's been a while. And he does he does turn it on against Essendon. He well, he does. He. I think we need to be smarter with him because you, again, you watch enough NFL to be able to know with the right block at the right time, you can gain the 10 metres, 20 metres, an extra bounce. I've got a bet for you. Break a line, go corridor, keep on moving. So, yeah. Give us the bet. I just want a friendly $20. Head to head. Who goes further in the NFC? Well, there's there's only two teams. So, that's, that's the season. Who, who goes to the Super Bowl, one or the other? Well, the Eagles or the Niners. Yeah. Are they in the same division? Yeah. Oh, sorry, no, no, um, same conference. conference. Well, they played in the conference final last year. So. <laughs> but you, had, you had no one playing. We had, oh, we had, had no a, one left to we play. Had, we used our fourth-string quarterback who then got knocked out. And, and we, we, they actually said, <laughs> I George guess we'll Kittle be, uh, said we should have put in um, old mate and play left-handed. And he's been <laughs> practising left-handed should, in the should, I guess we'll be running the ball, yeah. I suppose. Uh, shall we run? Yes. <laughs> it was uh, always going to be a tough game for you. Being that we had home field, I just oh, yeah. want to say, Tim, this is this is. Well, I'm glad we're recording this because this is the first recorded instance of Fab actually giving your Niners a little bit of an out. Oh yeah, no, he hates. He us. has famously oh. made every excuse under the sun you, to discredit you, mention, you. You can mention anything you want. We were having in a. We've got a separate NFL chat. Are you active and in I'll that re- one? Do you engage in that one? We we do during the season. It, yeah, it, it no, goes it's, absolutely. It's been dead for six it's, months. It's it's frozen. Like it's this I is know liquid, the feeling. It's liquid nitrogen. Yeah. That's how cold it is at the it's moment. Boris. But I remember on on Super Bowl, you were complaining about it. You're not in the fucking game. You were still complaining about it. Oh, yeah, no, I was still recovering. Yeah. So even I knew well, that and, the Niners and, were impacted by injury. Well, we'd not won, to the point. Tim starts naming people who aren't important. Well, we we won like thirteen in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We had a horrible start. Oh yeah, we did. 
But then we were still, Trey Lance busted his leg and we brought in Brock Purdy, who was the last player picked in the draft. Is Trey Lance ever going to play? No. Well, I don't think he's the player that you guys hoped he would be. But he played one season of college. So, Mm. sorry, are you putting a line through Trey Lance? No, I'm not. So what's happening with Jimmy? Jimmy's gone. Yeah, Jimmy's gone. He's like the fucking Patriots or someone like that. Is he gone? Okay, oh, I just hadn't been following it. No, no, so we're we're fronting up. Purdy's had surgery on his elbow. Yep. uh, Which he injured against you guys. Did he have have Tommy John? No, because the Tommy John's full reconstruction. <laughs> he hit it on the helmet. Yeah, he did. He oh, he's having it. He's had it reinforced. Oh Sean. Jesus! So he they said he's going to become a weapon. He's just going to lead yeah. with an elbow. Diesel, so, Greg Williams style. <laughs> it's going to start um, very sharp. Elbows. Lance Lance will do more of the throws in preseason. But they picked up Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold was like pick three. I'm Is telling you draft? now, was he Sam the Darnold Allen? has was they gave up on Sam Darnold way too. Was early. he the Jets? Yeah, he was. And the Jets are a fucking rabble. Yeah. It's like picking so up a young third forward string. in the AFL yeah. and going, we never get him the ball. Yeah. The ball never goes inside our 50. He's shit. <laughs> That's it. Never want but to see But what's fascinating bike. with Darnold is Darnold can throw it. Yeah. But at That's really all you need to be able to do, isn't it? No, but not in a 49ers <laughs> offense. In a 49ers offense, it's about scheme and where's movement. And so – but what's funny is – Jimmy Garoppolo would just do little dump passes to blokes over the middle. That's very New Englandy. Well, he would create space, and so but he had options. So if you move people in the right way, you can get guys open, and if you block well, then you can get chunk plays and all that sort of stuff. But Garoppolo also had had a shoulder problem, and he couldn't throw. And and like we drafted a kid called Danny Gray, who is like lightning fast, and so and he got like. He can catch the ball fifty yards down the down the field because he's lightning quick. But we've never had a bloke that could throw it to him, so it's sort of like <laughs> we can only throw thirty five. You know it sounds like he's fifty. He's good to have. We always used to laugh about Dad and I used to laugh about Andrew Walker because Andrew Walker would always be a kick and a quarter away. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, that's right. Walks, yeah, walks, mate. You're in great space, yeah. brilliant space. But you're eighty meters away. No from one the in kick. the league can get you the ball. You're just well, a gr- tiny well, bit too far away. Would either not you haven't see played him. with Chris Bryan for seven yeah. years. Yeah, that's it. We don't have Darren Bennett. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, look, that, it's going to be a fascinating. And and we did what you tried to do with Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts is now no longer on a rookie contract. No. You had a great quarterback who you're paying nothing. We're paying the guy who went the last pick in the draft. But when you take a guy in the seventh round, you've only got him on like a two-year deal or something like that or a three-year deal. So at some point, Purdy comes. Like we're paying our third-string quarterback more than our other two. Actually, I think Lance gets more because he was a pick three. Yep. But we, our quarterback well, I'm looking room, forward to seeing this guy play because Tim's been talking about him for like two years. Oh, no, no. He, he'll, he will probably end up – no, he probably won't be a bust, but I just think – they got a, they've cold, they've cooled on him and they're going to move they, him. It's exactly what's that they've cooled on him, but he has he has ability, but he came out of a lesser program. He played one full season and then um, and then obviously COVID happened. He played one game in one of the other years, but they've gone prototype. We like his attitude. He's got his head screwed on right. We think he's going to be good. He's mobile. He can run. He, you know, so they they've looked at him. He could be a real gadget. Um, quarterback, and they'll go, he'll be perfect to scheme up in Shanahan's offense, but I can't get him on the ground. His, his recruitment was the polar opposite of Jalen Hurts, where you guys looked at everything he could be. Yes, that's right. Jalen Hurts 
was a jet. Was a jet. Yeah, college. Every, this guy has – it's not like he's got, oh, my God, where did he come from? No, everyone knew what he was. And all people did was go, yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but what about he, that? He and won't what, make it in the NFL. He won't make it in the NFL. And it was recruiters, just, AFL recruiters do it as well. They want to find the diamond in the rough or they want to be the guy that found the value pick or I saw something yeah. you didn't see. And, yeah, this guy looks like a home run, yeah. but I've got this guy who you haven't noticed yeah. can do this. And let it's Stephen like, Wells pick up the guy who's like, yeah, this guy can play football. Yeah, this guy's a footballer. Yeah, yeah. I'll take him. Um Chicken salad's back on. Chicken shit, getting, sorry. It is getting close. Um, brief is that on? Shits. $20? Fuck us. Done. Yeah, yeah 20, mate, 20 bucks is fucking nothing for Tim. Come on. Um, third quarter, I thought, not making a big deal of it, but we knew they were going to come out. We knew they were going to get some some run on the game. We knew they were going to get a run on in the game. Um, I just thought it took us a tiny bit too long maybe to wrestle it back. It wasn't the end of the world, no. but I would have liked us to have maybe wrestled it back a tiny bit quicker. That's no, not an issue. Fergus but. Green handball to whoever it was in the goal square. Mitch Lewis. There was a little bit of a breakdown. It's fine. You get oh, through. But even, then, get through. He, but even then, Chad the, Wingard the, the, soccers it. Hey, it was kicked it was, out. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Things, things yeah. just get through. And yeah. what irritated me was that fucking slimy, excuse my French. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce. Luke Bruce. Like, just, oh, he, we had him. Like, yeah. the yeah. fact that he. Oh, the tackle. Nick Newman missed him, yeah, didn't he? Nick Newman absolutely smashed Luke Bruce. He did. He did. That's what he does. Does Nick Newman do something stupid every week, though? He's got that in his game. It's just well, how stupid it's, is it? Well, he was like Mitch McGovern's got. An absolutely <laughs> horrific kick in every single week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them. Yeah. yeah, Nick Newman's got a brain fart in him, and it just mm. how big is the brain fart? But the brain fart was I will not give a head high tackle away to this bloke. So in the end he kind of almost didn't tackle him at all. <laughs> he just <laughs> let him go out under his arm and yeah. Chicken shit number two for me was killer instinct. And there's just one example of it, and it's a it's a small example, but I'm I'm at the same time the second Josh Weddle, who looks like a talented young player in his first year of footy, went to Charlie. I think he'll become. I think he'll become a really um, exciting. You seen much of him in the, in the two? He's only played a handful of games, but he, okay. he looks above the VFL level already. But big frame on him. I think he'll be a good player. The second he went to Charlie Kerno, I would have almost fumbled the phone and just like screamed in like incomprehensible, clear out the forward line, garbage down it, and someone else would have had to have interpreted it as. Yeah, he just wants Charlie and Weddle one on one. Yep. Just clear it out and basically say, if you guys want to, if you guys want to risk this, honestly. Well, it's shades of um, who was the bloke on Anthony Rocker? It was um, Zach Dawson. Zach Dawson. Yeah. And but, just sort of going, but this is it. If you guys want to do this, ruined yeah. his whole long career. If you guys have well, thought did. about this and you thought this is the way to attack, and they made the change at quarter time for whatever the reason. Charlie was he was dangerous, but he wasn't off the chain. Yeah. But it was kind of like. No, <laughs> it just didn't look right. No, right. Yeah. Well, what are you doing here? You two are going deep, yeah. deep water time. Let's see how he goes. Because, like I said, I think he looks like a good young player, but not as a key backman now. No, uh, if but, ever. but then they've used an early pick on Denver Granger Barras the year earlier. Played forward, played forward, kicked four goals. Okay, good. Well, he can, clearly he can play, but he's he's just not he's just not gorilla size. No. In terms of being able to but really But then neither was Brody Kemp, and now that now they've actually worked out what they seem to think that he is, and he will have matchups. Was that Brody won't not suit. a big-bodied midfielder? As no, a junior, he was a halfback flanker. You know, he was, you know what he was probably though, in fairness. And this is my you always said he was a man child. He was a man child, and what underage teams do with man child is just put them wherever we need them. 
You can he, play forward because you're big. He's you, dropped a lot of puppy fat But too. you play forward because you're a big season. kid. You can play ready. back because yeah. you're bigger than their kids. You can play mid because you're bigger than their kids. And we'll just put you wherever we need you. It's, it's Levi. And you can control the game because you're and, fucking big. And I think he played a bit of senior footy back down the country. So when you played a national under-18 championship and they've gone, let's throw you forward and just see if you can impact, he was just ready, ready for the contest. Last chicken shit. We're going to go there briefly. Selection. Cottrell goes out. Cottrell's a winger. Bring in Fisher, O'Brien, or Bins. Yeah. Yep. Just don't overthink. What are we overthinking? It nothing against Ed. The conversation about Ed. Everyone got their knickers in a twist you about guys that this week. Being there, did he lock somebody down? No. 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 He, so he, 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 he was, space he was and, basically he was surplus to requirements. Yes. He was trying to run hard and open up and create. And, and he didn't and a couple play, of times. He did it okay. Tim, like he didn't play strictly wing, but you sort of like. We're going to use the defensive. We're, we're going to use man. the Bobby Quiney, Phil Hughes example yeah, again. Exactly right. Paddy Dow should have played on the weekend. Absolutely, it was the perfect game for him to play in the ones and yeah. give him a full game. Here we go, reward it. He goes back to the twos. He has twenty nine. He kicks three. He gets knocked out in the last five seconds of the game. And Is you that just a go, fact? yep. And you're oh, going, fuck. and you're going. The match committee's probably going fucking perfect, like beauty. good. Yeah. No, quite seriously. But you're sort of going nothing against Ed, and there was a bit of chat on the Thursday night. He's been a fantastic servant for the football club. Yeah, up until but three he sh- years ago. But, but, he, but he should not have played 13 games this year. No, no, exactly right. It's way overs. Look, the fact that we even offered him a contract, given that he had a whole season where he had soft tissue injuries, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't imagine that he could turn it around and get his body right and be super confident with him moving forward. Now, that said, he's been on our rookie list, so you're yeah. going... You know, but, the opportunity cost to be able to have him available was not high, but the fact that he's getting games ahead of Paddy when... And it's like, not even it, Paddy, though. In this instance, it's like... Or you others. Could, you could move or the or magnets Jackson around Bins, and Jackson yeah. Bins, and you're going, or give Fish a game on the wing and say, mate, we're going to be a bit more proactive and yep. a bit more offensive. Show us your weapons. Yep. Let's go. Especially against a Hawthorne when fattening the pig but, um, with but Fish. The, they're gettable, and it's just it just to me felt like... You're not seeing you know, the forest for the trees a bit and, here, guys. And especially our game style has been we, we haven't had guys that are prepared to take the game on and yep. hit targets and go corridor. Ed is always going to be safe by foot because Ed is not good by foot. Yes. Yep. And uh, and, it, and it seems like he'll dangle the carrot to a Charlie to be able to kick it in his general vicinity because he knows what his brother's capable of. We know yep. what Everybody knows what his brother's capable of. Put it in a dangerous enough position if he doesn't mark it somebody's going to panic and grab a hold of him and he'll probably get a free kick. I agree. Where's my button? We're going to do this segment and we're going to go with it. I've got an answer. Shut up. We're going to go with it this way, okay? The sting is going to play out. And then on the count of three, you're going to give me at the same time as each other. First name, surname, okay? This is how we're going to run this segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So three, two, one, and then go, and we'll go, okay? Yep. Three, two, one. Jack Silvani. Jack Silvani. Which is 17 touches. Hold on. Hold on. I'm the scat man. So it's, uh, I've lost my count. Hold on. Yes, thanks, scat man, John. Uh, 17 touches, five marks, three clearances, kicked a goal. Uh, Seven of his 12 hit-outs were to advantage. To advantage. So that's that's quality, not quantity. He did what... You fucking, we was getting players to the seldomly do. They 
he leapt into an opponent and he went he, he yeah. towered a bay yeah. was beautiful like it was actually uh, it should have been actually a bit chastening for Miki and yeah Mick yeah. Mills had no idea what was going on because he was on. actually jumping over him yeah he, he was playing with a well, real freedom is, and here confidence here is the conundrum Timbo yes take it as 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 fact that he hasn't and will not be offered a contract or you dropping a bit of he won't, here. He's, he's not, he won't is be offered a contract is this from the same source as your Mitch McGovern source yes okay we're just still waiting on that to come through, by the way. But, uh, it, it won't come through. It, it won't be announced, but it's done. What, Mitch, Mitch McGovern? Mitch McGovern's done. Why wouldn't it be announced? I don't know. But w- um, Waiting for some bad news to yeah, maybe, cover it up. They might yeah. be haven't put it in the can. Um, so, so just so to clarify. Jack, Jack is not, has not been offered and will not be offered a contract. Okay, we need to back over that for a second. But just to clarify, so Fab Source. Um, we won't say a name. No, we're not right. going to say a name. Yeah. But percentage of the Mitch McGovern. So, sorry, he... He, this person, is my source. That's what I mean. He that's is not I, the, the source. That's what I just said. My mate gets it from someone. So. I said fab source. Yeah. What the fuck, Tim? We'll call it, <laughs> we'll call it Bolognese. Okay. Yeah, the, I can the, go The ragu. Yeah, the ragu, the Bolognese. Yeah. He, so he is how, – how certain on that Mitch McGovern news? Fairly. You just said it's absolutely happening and now you've yeah, downgraded no, no, fa- it fairly, fairly. Fairly certain, yeah. Okay. All right. And then, the, and then, so that same source has come back with the Jacks of. Was in the same bit of pack. Absolutely, categorically, will not be the football club. No. And and is is the thinking? That's, that's a shame, isn't it? Is, is the thinking because the belief is there are others that are going to be more into him and will pursue him with a vigor that we're not in a position to do the same, They're, or they don't want him at the club? They, it's more the external influences, and it's it's the severing of the Silvani ties. See, that's sad. Like it ultimately, again, this is not from me. This no, is no, what no, I'm no, hearing. No, I'm just, I'm, that is sad. I'm just thinking out aloud because, like, we've long, we've the, long the whole, said the whole um, Lewis Young, Jacob Weidering was put out there by by Sauce, not Jay Sauce, by Steve. Really, and so Where he was, well, he found that out from Jack. So I don't know if J- Jack's gone home and had a. Had a bitch, or he's just gone home and, as you do with your old man, had a chat, which I think is more it, in line of what's happening. What happened at work? can play. Yeah. All right, we'll recruit him. Yeah. <laughs> what happened at work today? Oh yeah, did this, 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 this. Yeah. yeah. How- we just called a. Yeah. Lewis Young. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. We just transferred four hundred fifty grand out of his account to some Nigerian prince, and uh- sauce is like we got him as well. <laughs> So um, um, okay, all right. I just find it, and you see performances like on the week. He's a heart and soul type bloke, uh, absolutely. And yet, but, there's this but thing that you, looms over yeah. him. I just, I just hope that it's not one of those calls where you're sort of thinking, and if the club doesn't want him, then that's it. But at the same time, from Jack's perspective, if he is being influenced by others, you're going just it's your decision. Yeah, it's mm. your life. Going, this, this is what you've the only thing you've ever wanted. And it may, may sound silly, going, but you go to St Kilda or you go wherever else. You know, it won't mean anything to you. No. It'll become a job. It'll become your perspective actually it's, might it's, be... It's not, it's not your passion. But it might be your perspective might actually be soured yeah. by, mm. you know, if that's what you want, that's what you want, pursue it. But uh, we're going to move on now to... Where's my Martin? There it is. <coughs> You've got mail. Timbo. Yes. First question for you. Light this is, it up. This is coming from uh, Christian Chapcoon. 
scenario. It's the final game of the season. The Blues are playing the Giants <laughs> and the winner makes the eight. Yeah. A draw is not enough for either team. The draw is not enough. Sounds like a Bond movie. Who do you want to win? Oh, I would want Carlton to win. Okay. Because I, you are a shit friend. No, no, I'm a sh- no I am a shit friend. But, but look, my thinking, aside from navy blue pride and passion and all that sort of stuff, um, I loved that Adam finally got his chance. But he's gone to a club where Taranto's just been moved on. Um, Hopper. Hopper's just been moved on. They've lost Bobby Hill and they've lost Tanner Brun. And all four are all playing reasonably significant roles at their new clubs and doing well. So that's a lot that he's missed out on. They do have a draft kitty, though. They do. They do. And, and look, you know, I'll, I'll, no, I won't speak out of turn, but obviously they've, they've had a very, very difficult salary cap to manage. They were significantly over-invested with there was some juice there players. that we did not receive. If you didn't pick that up, there was, but there was some. You held back some information from us, then Timbo. No, well, no, it's it's it's, it's more it's in confidence. No, 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 it's more pay as you go. Tax no, it's withheld. more opinion than anything that he said to me. So I reckon I could go with it, but I'm just when Adam I'll, talks to you about the GWS, it's not opinion, Tim. No, He's no, the head coach. And more than that, <laughs> no, no, this is my Tim, opinion on Tim, the back of things okay. that I've heard. More than that, Adam knows that nothing he says to you is in confidence. No, he, share know, it on he the knows pod, me yeah. too well. But but he's one for the pod, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've they have. Because I've heard a rumor about Jack Silvani. <laughs> no, they. I have. I have heard that too, but not through Adam. Just shit I've read. What is so. made shit up? What are you talking about? No, no. There was he. Uh, there when they were talking about Jack Silvani's future, they talk St Kilda, and they talk. Yeah, Tim. I need you to finish this story. All right, I'm going to get back to where I was. <laughs> what are we yeah, talking but about? No, we were just saying he. He has now come in. He's gotten his opportunity, and although there are a lot of very good senior players and and quality footballers, that team needed a lot of work to be able to get to the point that they could be competitive. And I and it was going to be a tough ask, and a lot of people in football weren't expecting a lot from the GWS Giants this year. They're a slow burn. He has outperformed expectation already. If he gets, if he puts his side into a position that they are one result away from making the eight, the season has been a spectacular success. So okay. he doesn't need to win it to put a dot on the I and a cross on the T on his season. If we lose and he makes it, I'm wrapped for him. I'm, I'm gutted for us, but I'm absolutely wrapped for him. But I would prefer to see us in and a part of September um, than GWS, given the choice. There's a lot of detail, Fab. No, no I, I just I want to just give the context that I know, I he know, has I know. coached really, really well, and yeah, you've gone yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, but yeah. he is doing stuff with that team that no one like they beat Melbourne. Like <laughs> it, it was tough game, bad conditions, and all that sort of stuff. But they won a premiership a year ago, and they've been good enough to be able to knock them off and and done it through attitude and culture. And he, he the old GWS couldn't do that. No. Uh, Andy, so AJ, is this it? Are we that middle-of-the-road team that beats up on the bottom four but can't compete with the top four or maybe even top eight? Is that the ceiling of our potential and is this fan base happy? The next month will show where we're actually at. Yeah. So if we have a good performance against Fremantle, lose to Port, beat West Coast, lose to Collingwood, then, yeah, that's what we are. That's what we are. Yeah, but you talk, they're top two sides. If we're losing to the two top so if we're getting beaten by 10 goals in each, then, yeah, we're probably a ways off. But like it, it, Essendon it, weren't kick after the siren away from beating them. Yeah, but they – And I don't rate yeah. them. No, no, no. 
Who, Port Adelaide or Essendon? Essendon. Yeah, no, fair enough. Jack, what difference does a Ruckman make to that game? Do we win by more, less, or no difference? It's actually hard to okay. say. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I reckon it was kind of an advantage. It's hard to say, to be fair. Um, Evangelos has sort of asked a similar question to, to AJ, just about flat track bullies. Um, Adrian said, look, should look into doing a show on Twitter spaces. Hey. Adrian, leave the producing up what's, to me. What's Twitter Spaces? Oh, it's just like a live-ish thing. I mean, we could do it. But We've know. toyed with the whole live thing. We could do it, but it's like... <laughs> it was weird. It was, be, it was working, but George wasn't working. It was just... it was, we, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Joel, did JSOS earn himself a more permanent role in the squad for this year and moving forward? Uh, allegedly, just, just, no. Uh, just scrub back five minutes, Joel. The answer to that apparently is no. Uh, Ian, um, should Ed play this week? Ian, did because, you did you write no, that? No, 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 because he would join Walls, Elvin, and Betts as our equal twenty fifth most games for the club. Yeah, I mean he'll play another game for us, so it's not about protecting records or bumping other guys outside or down the the games played rung. But I've got no issue. Someone was talking today about him being a tagger and playing these tagging roles, and you go. We are horses for courses. If we need that against a Port Adelaide, you go, fair enough. Yeah. But we didn't need it yesterday. Certainly what not. What players – the teams in which Ed can tag and impact are limited. Well, I think about Port Adelaide the and big going body, – The big-bodied midfielders are not his go. No, that's right. If we played Richmond tomorrow, I'd have no issue with Ed going to Prestia. Yeah, that's right. Because that's a perfect matchup for him. Because he doesn't have the speed to go with the butters – you wouldn't dare put him on Rosie because Rosie would push forward and he would outmark him. Yep. He might go on to – he'd probably go to Travis Boak, but I don't think you need to tag Travis Boak anymore. And Wines probably isn't the matchup. So after that, you're going, well, who else are you going to? Very true. Uh, D Munn, have we actually improved or we just played two younger, inferior teams that lack system? Actually, don't answer that. Yeah, I think we spoke about it off the top. That is what we are. We, we play two teams that we should be beating and we beat them. And it's for us, there is a little modicum of satisfaction that we were able to beat both of them comfortably rather than really scrape and fight and claw to just get over the line. It could work well that the draw has worked in our favour because if you do get a couple of cheapies, but... Like, we were so lacking confidence in the way that we wanted to play and we were gun-shy and we'd retreated into ourselves. To be able to have a couple of games, to be able to prove to ourselves that, A, you can do it, and this game style works and it's worthwhile taking a risk. To be able to do a couple of them back-to-back and go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, we use a line nourishment. If it's given us enough to be able to say, let's just see what this can do for us, it might get absolutely belted it's, back down our throat against Port It's very much a half glass full. Very much so. Because we failed every test against not, obviously I'd like to be beaten Collingwood and beaten Port Adelaide and stuff. It's the it's St, those, it's yeah. St Kilda, Sydney, and Essendon, Essendon Sydney. Sydney. And the worst thing is if we won just one of those games, we'd be right in yeah. the little log jam. Yeah. You know, and that's the frustrating thing of as you said, those top two teams, those, you know, Brisbane's the other one you mentioned, great example. Yeah, okay, we, we've come up short against those guys. That is frustrating. We would love to be beating them, competing mm. with them. We're not. But those other teams, we really should be beating. Well, we have to. If you have ambitions of no, making it's not even that. Like, mm. we, we really should be beating yeah. them. No, we should be. And I, I think in, in each of those games, we had it. We had the ability to, yeah. to win. And we, we, 
And then lastly, we've got one from Michael here, a Ruckman, the most overpaid players in the sport. It's a philosophical one because... There's times where they dominate and there's times where you're like, they're not needed. If they're actually giving you a measurable, like discernible edge, then yeah, absolutely, they're worth it. Has the inclusion of Brody Grundy actually hampered Max Gorn or is Max Gorn on the decline? Don't think it's hampered him... He's but, not the player he was. But I think the sum total of Melbourne having either of the other two pushing forward hasn't made them better. No. It's probably... Well, Brody meant, can't push forward. He's not as good at... Well, I, and I think what's happened is they might be fresher when they're rucking yep. because of the other ones around them. And maybe in a season where Clayton Oliver's missed a fair bit of footy as well, they, prob- they haven't really dominated in the clearances and, and, and maybe it's the Oliver missing, but it hasn't made them better. There's always that. You've got two top dogs, two number one bananas, yep. and it's asking one to take a back seat for the other, even if it's for moments of a game, even if they are willing to do it, can actually only compromise that player's ability to, well, well do what I've done. Yeah. And what I'm comfortable doing. Credit where it's due, and you didn't see any of the GWS Melbourne game yesterday. A hard watch in the wet. Mm. Brody Grundy at times was playing dry with a footy. And oh, he's a very good player. I, I'm not a Brody Grundy fan, but there was a few times yesterday it was like, wow, you are you are just abo- a, above this contest mm. because of what you can do when you do it right. You know the great line, Major League Two? It's incredible what a change of uniform can do for your opinion of a player. It. Uh, it is time now, Timbo, for everyone's favourite segment. Oh, All right. You got your little system down? I do. So. Am I in play? Who knows? We'll play it by year. Um, Considered a country music standard and covered numerous times, finish the title of this Tom T. Hall classic song. How I Got Blank. Is it A, to Memphis? Is it B, your heart? Is it C, over you, or is it D, the blues? Tom T. Hall, classic tune. Really, really lovely little song. Do you have any idea, Fab? Nah, not a clue. I always don't know whether to trust this. Not sure if I'm being bluffed. (laughs) Nah. Tom T. Who? Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall. Tom T. It's a classic country music tune. Yeah. How I got where? How I got to Memphis. How I got here. Was it? Was you wrote them down, didn't I'm you? I'm writing them. Your heart. Is your B. heart. How I got your heart. C over you. D the blues. I get to Memphis. How do I get your heart? How did I get over you? How did I get the blues? If we're country music, there's a lot of lament. There's a lot of love. A lot of melancholia. There is. There is. So we're looking at the blues. How do I get over you? How do I get your heart? How do I get to Memphis? I like it. Do you want to give me a (laughs) 50-50? Because I'm getting donuts from Fab over here. Oh, I haven't been asked. I can't say anything. I'm in the audience waiting for a phone call. I reckon you got donuts, big man. I love you. I'll give you. A, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a phone a friend. 
What do you think, Fab? <laughs> He's used his photo frame. <laughs> um, well, what part, I, part of me is leaning toward D. So am I. Given the obvious yeah, connection. Which, which he but would that, love to stick that one in. But yeah. yeah. But then again, is that in there because Sean's thinking you might make that connection? Give them to me again, and I'll just give you. I'll <laughs> how, give it to, yes. how do? How did I get to? Mem- how do I get to Memphis? How I got? How I got to Memphis? No, that's what I reckon too. How do I? How, how I, did got. I got? Every song starts. How I got? How I got your heart? <laughs> no. How I got over you? That's probably one. How I got the blues? That's probably my my preference. How what are you doing I- with that lemon, by the way? I just like the smell of fresh lemons. Yeah, you've been rubbing it on the table. You've been rubbing it on... Rubbing it on his balls. Rubbing it on your just ball sack. Your finger in it. <laughs> He's penetrated that lemon. <laughs> raped him on the great goal line. <laughs> I um, will enter you. Tom T. Hall. How I got to Memphis. How I got your heart. How I got over you. How I got the blues. Come on, Timbo. What are you thinking, Tim? This is... Okay, well, this is the, it's the look inside the mind, isn't it? I am thinking how I got to Memphis is, you know, Tennessee is you know, very much central to the country music movement. Yep. But I'm looking away from Memphis on this one. Yep. As we sort of said, country country music's about, about a lot about love and love lost. So how I got your heart is kind of upbeat and yay, this is how we're going. How I got over you and I moved to that's, somebody that's else. That's what I'm thinking. It's between that. I, it's between that and the next one, I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards that. So, I, I kind of want to say how I got the blues, but I'm going to run. We're going to lock in. See how I got over you. Tim Davis, Chaiwala Don Vale. You have locked in. See how I got over you. The fuck's happened here? It is not how I got your heart. It is not how I got the blues. Sorry. The correct answer is Tim Davis. How I got to Memphis, to Memphis. <laughs> and I'm going to play you a little uh, little tune here. So, how I got to Memphis. It's a really lovely little song, and I thought the original. It's been covered a million times, but my favourite version of the none song, of them that we've heard. My favourite version of the song actually appeared in the TV show The Newsroom, sung by extremely accomplished musician Jeff Daniels. Like he's a legitimate, yes, he he's is. a legitimately good musician. This is Jeff Daniels playing Which the guitar. Is wild. Playing Dumb and Dumber, you wouldn't have thought well, I've that. Well, I've got the thing here. I said it's one of those things that despite being like an incredibly talented actor, he's an even more talented singer. musician, singer, guitarist. He's, I think he's recorded it six albums. It was good albums. opposite Fassbender in uh, whatever that Apple movie was called. Yeah. Uh, Jobs? It was. That one was just called Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. He was excellent. No, that was actually a really good movie. Fassbender was like, criminally underrated. He was mm. great. Um He's recorded six full-length albums, and I think the proceeds of all of those albums have gone to a charity of some description. Even better. Um, but as good a, as good an actor as he is, he's a genuinely brilliant musician, and there's a, not a tragedy as such because I think he's really well-adjusted. But everyone just thinks of him as Harry from Dumb and Dumber. With his tongue stuck on yeah. the Yeah, no, taking the his shit. <laughs> <laughs> taking, having the runs. Uh, he's had the Don't turbo use that toilet. It's not uh, so this is, this is um, Jeff Daniels singing How I Got to Memphis from the TV show The Newsroom. She'd go back to... Memphis someday. That's how I got to Memphis. That's how I got to Memphis. I haven't eaten a bite. I haven't slept three days or nights. That's how I got to Memphis. 
That's how I got to Memphis. That's how we got to Memphis, but staying awake. So, basically, I think that the the crux of the song is it's um, depending on how you want to read it. He's followed someone to Memphis, yep. and it's not necessarily a good thing. It's how you got to some a bad place in your life. Um, but no, it's a very nice song, and I'm a big fan of it. There you go. Um, so bad luck, Timbo. I was extremely. I'm always happy when you write off the correct answer almost Early. immediately. <laughs> it's always really good news. Last segment of the show, of course. Yes, it is. Is Johnny Rain Cloud? Does anyone want to lead us off with a Johnny Rain Cloud? That is Tim Davis. He's got a bug to uh, with uh, Millionaire. A bug to bear. He's got a, a, a bone to pick with Millionaire as a segment. The MCG car park is one of the great enigmas in winter. Yeah. Is it open? Is it closed? Did they communicate it on Twitter? At Facebook? times. At times. I jumped on the website while driving. Uh, I didn't say that. And just tried to work out, okay, is it open? Is it closed? It said it was open. They said one particular gate was closed. So I thought, right. And, and I went in with Paddy um, and <laughs> once I realised it's open, I headed down towards there. Of course, you're taking on Punt Road, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, you get down there and it turns out it, it is open but it's only open for accredited pass holders. Accredited pass holders and those that require disability is that access. Gate seven. I was down gate five. Yeah, is that the one was. at the base of like the Southern Stand on Brunton Avenue? Yeah, yeah. no, I, you know that the other one is there. I think the one that was closed was three, and that's the one that's up near the Hilton, the Paris Hilton end. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so in the end, we've driven back through Richmond, gone down to Collin Park, right outside of Cardno. Fab and Jeez, it's a walk. It, well, it's a, Where's Cardno? Oxford Street. It's Oxford Street, Collingwood. You're going to need to give me more information. It's uh, it runs, Oxford Street runs parallel with Smith, but oh, he's yeah. up, you know, where the TAB is? No, not really. We just pull, we pull up. Safeway? Coles? Yeah, vaguely. We pull up right, um, we're just like 50 metres up the road from the old Honda dealership. Yeah, yeah, And there's yeah. parks there. You just don't even worry about it. You just pull up. There's always parks there. It doesn't matter if you're playing Collingwood or whoever. Yeah. You get there at a reasonable time. You will you always get a, get a park outside Cardano as a worst case. So that's my. It's always my fallback. But mm. I'll go a couple of the side streets earlier. But there were parking. There were people parked in. The parking was open. Well, where I tried to get in, I couldn't get in. Because there were cars in. I, there were cars in, but they must be accredited. I park at the park height. That's the. How much, I know you, how much yeah. does that see you back? Oh, uh, Thirty bucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like doing that. Um, well, but so, it's, so my it, once, once you get to your car. You're out, and there's yeah. no traffic. You're just out. Yeah. Well, in the end, like Pat and I, Pat and I had our walk. It was great. Yeah, you can decompress about the yeah, game. You can yeah. have a and, chat. And like Pat's nine, and he's not super into footy. And Dad can't walk. That I, I had him at one point sitting on my lap, so I could see over the people in front. But he took it in and he followed it. And I told him, if you come, you're going all day. Um, and I'm going to need some support when I'm verbaling the people next to me. Well, that's what on the way home. So he, he text message. If they throw Elise. the first punch, just uh, yeah. He, he text message Elise and said, "Oh yeah, we're in the car on the way home." And and Elise said, "Oh, was Dad well behaved?" And he said, <laughs> um, "He yelled about the refs a bit <laughs> for the most part." And I thought, <laughs> I said, "Mate, I was relative to what I can be at the footy. I was perfectly oh, behaved, yeah. and I ran into a, a, one of my best friends growing up. Name drop him." Well, his name's Brett Stuthers, yep. but my one of my best friends growing up was Sarah Stuthers. Really, really good swimmer. What the and fuck is? Well, sorry. So, so are you friends you, with Brett or Sarah? Yeah, who'd you so, run into? I ran to Brett. 
So okay. the older but brother who's your of friend? Sarah. Okay. So okay. Sarah, Sarah was a state champion. What's the real relationship with you yeah, and Sarah? Fifty meter freestyle. This, this, this is it. This is it. No, this she is used it. to stay with us every whoa, summer. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> What's whoa, the? Uh, so she, we had a folding bed, uh, like whoa, a, whoa, whoa. In, in our lounge room. Statute and, of limitations. And on that, this was, that was that was Sarah's it. bedroom for five years. What? How old is Sarah compared to you? She's a year. She's. Eight months younger than me. Oh, oh, oh Timbo. Oh, Tim. Did Tim have some great nights? But the and the funniest thing is that the next day. Hold on, Timbo slicking out. So this room. morning, when we were on our way to Indiana in Jones, easy. Psst, Sarah, <laughs> have you still got your swimming gear on? Nothing. Nothing like, ever happened like, between Tim. Sarah and I. Thank you very much, Tim. Take the cap off. <laughs> oh, You're an idiot. It's got the it, gets me, it, get, it gets me less resistance. <laughs> Tim walks in with the cap. goggles. The goggles. goggles. <laughs> He's like, he goes, I've had him tinted for night vision. <laughs> but we jumped in the car this morning going to Indiana Jones. Sorry, Alice. And I was made for loving you, baby, was on. And Pat, It brought you back to no, Sarah. No, no. This pre, Pat, hey, just, just quietly. This predates Pat's, Pat's Alice. nine. Yeah. This is fine. Pat's nine, and he goes, I know who sings this song. And I thought... Tom T. Hall. I said, who is it? And he said, oh, it's Kiss. Yes. And then I said, actually, funny story, because I introduced him to Brett yesterday. Brett used to play in a Kiss cover band. Called? Oh, which one was Destroyer. he? Destroyer. And he was, uh, he was Gene Simmons. He played the bass. <laughs> oh, no. So he, he got to Full stick his tongue all? out. Oh, absolutely. And oh. he used to he would br- he'd breathe fire, and he would spit blood. He'd do everything. It was fantastic. It was really good. Jesus. So Brett, Brett's a big Carlton supporter, even yep. though his mum and his sister are Melbourne supporters. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, we booked our tickets and the AFL members sat down. And as soon as I sat down, I thought, there's Brett. And so two of his daughters were there with him as well. So um, good day. The, but I, I meant I had to be on best behaviour because yeah. I didn't want to look like a dickhead. Yeah, you didn't want this woman you are not spoken to for 30 years yes. to think you're an idiot. Well, I texted her on the way home and said, I oh. sat behind your brother, so... Wow. Well, well, I'm going to leave it alone. I'll go, oh, I had some yeah. lines there it's too. It's just like how far, where's the line? Yeah. How far do we want to there go? There is no line. Very much like a sister and my, um, my parents. Oh, that's what you're into. Yeah, well, my maybe. parents are, you know, adore her and yeah. vice versa. So, um, yeah. Sliding very, very doors. Good sliding doors. That would be Damien Barrett this week. <laughs> Damien Barrett doesn't really understand what sliding doors means. No. My Johnny Rain Cloud. So coming back from, we're actually going up to, I might run into the great man on Saturday, Tim Davis. We're going up to the GWS. Really? We are. So Who are they playing? Oh, because they're playing Hawthorne. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah. double header. Well, introduce yourself. If I see him, I will. Yeah. Um, so last two weeks ago now it would have been, because this past weekend, so the weekend before, we went up to uh, you know what you should do? Gold Coast. Yes. Go to Woolies. Go to the fridge. Go to, get a packet of Obella. Hummus. Yes. No, sure. no, not no, no, the, the, the Bubba the, Ganoush. The Bubba Ganoush, the yeah. Eggplant. And just bring it up there. Bring it up there and go. Give this to Nadine. I'm after Nadine. I'm after Nadine, Adam. This is going to sound really weird. Uh, that could be quite funny, actually. But So anyway, we go to the Gold Coast, not this past weekend, the one before. And, you know, you don't, you don't sort of – the average person doesn't travel all that often on a plane, but you sort of do it and it's – you know, it is exciting to be getting on a plane and you go somewhere, but then you kind of – there are elements of it that do suck. So my Johnny Raincloud is, if you're sitting on the aisle seat, you have a responsibility to the other two or four people sitting next to you, get the fuck up as soon as that plane lands. 
I want to see some energy. I want to see some fucking intent. I want to see you getting bags out of the overhead. And I want to see you ready to rock and roll as soon as we can get off the plane. I hate that person. I fucking love it. I hate that person. Why? It's you're you're like, one of those jerk-offs. Where's this fucking entitlement that no, no. you're in row fucking 25 no, that Tim, you reckon you should be the third person no, off because, the plane? No, Tim, because you don't want to be the asshole. There's nothing fucking worse than you've been sitting on the plane for however long and then your guy's like going, yeah, yeah, after you. Yeah, after you, after you. Yeah, 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 after you. You go, no, no, no. no. It's like on the, I hate that on the road. You have to. You have a responsibility, whether you want to or not, to get up and show some fucking energy and get your shit and get us Do you know moving. what I reckon, Sean? Because if you're in row 25 and I don't there care. is six people per row, there are 144 people no, no, that are getting off the plane before you Tim, are. Tim, you're only responsible for the, peop- the two people on your side, whether it be left or right. You're not responsible for the whole row of six people. Usually it's three and three. Mm. It's get up. And at least get yourself in a position to get moving and get the other people you're with moving and get off the plane. Because I hate the idea of you sitting there, and especially if you're not ca- – like if you've got – you can't do anything anyway. No, what are you talking about? If you've got – can't have 144 people in the aisle. Mate, if you've got checked luggage, if you're waiting to get stuff out of the plane, take as fucking long as you want because yeah. it's going to take 20 minutes to get the luggage into the carousel. I love how people bolt there. No, no, so 100%. Can, mate, you, you know, the luggage is on the same plane – you were on. Absolutely. i got no problem. If that's how you – but we travel just with carry-on. Yeah, me so too. get off the plane, get into the terminal, get onto the bus, into a cab, wherever, and get the fuck out. I don't want to be standing around the airport for a second longer than I but need to be. you're not a fucking cattle dog and you just step over people and be no, the third person it's off not the about plane that from It's about getting, getting up and being ready to go so you can get yourself off the plane. I'm all for ready to go so when you it's can your get time other to move. Pe- but when's it your time to move, Tim? If you don't After make the 24 move. rows no, in it's front not. of you have moved. No, it's not because then you're waiting for other people ahead of you to go and, no, no, after you, after you. No, no, I'll wait for you. No, so I'll wait so for you, you just drop the elbow and no, no, sort of, I, you know, charge on through and some show, poor old lady. No, 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 you show it. intensity, <laughs> you show purpose, and if there's somebody who again gets up and can get their stuff, you know what I want to see? I don't want to see you fucking around with the luggage in the overhead bin either. I want to see you up, get your stuff, down, out. If that's your Johnny Raincloud, I'll absolutely pay it. When you're ready to move, fucking move. But but why don't, why don't you want that to happen hastily? Because you can why get off do at the it, back of the plane. Fi- well, Nine times that, out of ten, you can get off at the back of the plane. Well, I, I in the last few times, they've always said at the start of the flight, you can disembark from the rear and then you get there and they go, no, we're only going out the front. But no. even then, you got to get up. We've only got one set of stairs. Get yourself ready to go. Get you represent. Not even you. Not even the people in your row. The people behind you. You have to be a champion for them because otherwise they're fucking stuck for an extra fifteen minutes. How many items of carry on are you allowed? I go with three, technically. So that people like that irritate me. No, no. See, I get away with it because and then, one and of you my got cases. Shit Fifteen fucking rows no, away no, from where you sit. No, no, no. I, I make sure once again. I get on the plane sharpish so I can take and put my stuff. So do you rock a man bag number two? No, so I've got a backpack. Yeah. I've got the roller, the little little roller. Do you keep your backpack under your seat? And then I've got my little camera case, which is like a briefcase, which I keep under the seat. Yep. That's obviously the most valuable. Yeah. So I, I like to get on the plane early as well. I don't mind sitting on the plane for a little bit extra if it means that I can get the convenient luggage storage because that's it's nothing worse than But don't they board by aisles now? Yeah, but again, you get on like nice and early, so you make sure you got a spot. Yeah, you're there when they call your row. You're ready to go. But just some etiquette, just some etiquette, because I hate it. I hate sitting in the middle seat or the window seat and the fucking asshole on the edge is just waiting, waiting for what? Everyone else on the plane to get off. And you know what happens to that person, Tim? They get stood all over as well, because the people that are coming up the aisle realise this guy's a pushover. He's not getting up. And I can just take his spot as well. So you can live in your fantasy land all you want. 
the rest of us will live in the real world. <laughs> You're one of the most selfish people I know, but that's fine. It's that's about you. being selfish and getting yourself off the plane. <laughs> don't be, you? Don't by you being hate? selfish, you are helping others. Anyway. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, it, I'm with that. I'm representing the other people who may be affected positively by me getting my shit together and out. People like me with a bell illness that ne- needs to get to the shitter quickly. Hundred percent. Have you got a Johnny Rankland? Yes, loyalty. Oh, now, well, oh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. I've recently come off a sweet, sweet uh, fixed interest rate on the old uh, <laughs> yes. on the old house. Um, and good move, though. By the by, the way, I locked it in at a ridiculous rate. I'm talking about ridiculous. So I, I locked in at 1.5. <laughs> They're paying me. <laughs> locked good. in at 1.5. Really coming off at 6.6. Wow. Wowee. Um, and so contacted the bank and said, look. Who's the bank? The Combank. Um, what can you do for me? And they basically said. We oh, can do 6.6. Um, 6.58. How does that sound? <laughs> Oh, those rates that you see on the website, they're only for new customers. Okay. Why are new customers reaping benefits and yet loyalty is just basically disregarded? I've got an idea for you. I, I completely agree with where you're coming from. Optus I, did the same thing. Oh, that, that deal's only available to new customers. So why don't I have a better deal than you new so customers? So why don't I cancel and then sign up again? Because you're not new. It's just, it shits me. So but, I agree with what you're saying. And I was actually having this thought the other day. I was hearing something on the news maybe about interest rates. And I thought to myself, they, they quasi kind of do, but they sort of don't. It's a bit of a wet lettuce leaf. The government, the RBA, should just set the interest rate and say that's what it is. There's no, there's no shifting. There's no moving from that. You can't have a higher one, a lower one. The interest rate is... This, if you want to have a lower one, yeah, but also it depends on the type of no, no, lending. I'm just saying maybe maybe you cap it, but you say if you want to be competitive and offer a lower one to maybe entice more customers, but the cap is a hard cap, and it you is can't earn more percent, than two percent above whatever it is. Go, this is the cap. That's the regulatory, federally enforced interest rate. And as I said, if you want to be competitive, if you want to win customers, it's up to you to go lower. How much lower? That's up to you. The worst thing is they tell you, oh, we're giving you two point something percent. Discount, uh, but what, like what do you mean? What two point seven percent on what? Because oh, <laughs> our standard variable is fucking nine, yeah. and then oh, we give you this, and it brings it down. No, no, I don't so give a shit. There's <laughs> no such thing as a standard variable. This is the rate you're giving me. Yeah. There's no discount. My name is Fabian, and this is the rate, <laughs> mate. It's like the the the, the uh, your mate out at the um the Billy. What's he? Where, where does he work? The good guys. Where is your mate? Harvey Norman. Norman. It's um, like that where you walk up and it's like has the this TV was and it is now, and you're like, so it's that. It's that. Yeah, that's what it is. Why are you telling me? It's like you're not fooling me because that's gonna, the price you're selling it to me It's going to be 15,000 people rocking up to Harvey Norman Thomastown going to Edward buying the TV this week. I can feel it. That's probably good for him. You might get Kamish. Yeah. Kamish? Like what was his name? Like Johnny Chase in the Kamish? Johnny, like a bulimic pedophile? <laughs> Where I played that bulimic pedophile? <laughs> Did you see that one? <laughs> no. <laughs> What did he play, Tory Spelling Stalker? Because yeah, a juicy couple of arc episode as Tory Spelling Stalker. Who did he? Stalker. Um, you guys had a, th- a three episode arc where I where uh, wore a badge. He goes, the wrong person can look real stupid wearing a badge. He goes, you never played a cop. He goes, I did three eps of Blue, Pacific Blue. <laughs> he goes, you were never on NYPD Blue, Pacific Blue, cock breath, and you know that. <laughs> what about when he talks about wearing a suit? He goes, when did you ever play a superhero? 
<laughs> when you because you played a Power Ranger, you were on the promenade <laughs> selling people mobile plans, selling people long distance. You was down at the like Santa Monica Pier yeah. or something. Santa Monica Promenade. Ah, oh, very, very, good. very, very beautiful place. The yeah, promenade. it's not bad. I agree with that. I like that Johnny Raincloud. It's a Fab has spent the last little while. I am slowly using a little paring knife to cut the inside of the lemon off the rind. Trying to see how it's a little bit gold member when he was cutting his, you know, he's peeling his skin off and putting it in a little case. Ooh. <laughs> Looks like a potato skin. I love the smell of lemons. Shout out to Anna, who's in an office a couple of floors up. She's given us a bucket load of lemons. I've seen that you've decorated the room with lemons. There's lemons um, over there as well. To make limoncello. So now it's up to my uncle to illegally source some alcohol for me to What do you mean illegally task. source some alcohol? You can't just buy 100% pure alcohol. Okay. So I do like the idea that Fabian's If anyone, been, anyone knows anyone who produces such a product, hit me up on Twitter. I think Please. Old Maid at uh, Harvey Norman Thomastown does. Uh, I know for out a fact that probably in the back would. room. I like the fact that like you've been given these lemons and then what you've done with them is actually like slowly but surely Oh no, this one I've butchered. Dismember them. Everyone's got that little tick whether you you know you dawdle, you scribble stuff on a pad or you flick, you know, you kind of rotate a pen on Fab your fingers. Fab peels a lemon from the inside. Today out. I was I've peeled a lemon. He punctured it with his finger before. Carried a watermelon. All right. Dirty dancing. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah, very good. That wraps us up, boys. Fantastic stuff. Good chat. Like it. Um, I'm just watching Fab continue to work on this lemon peel. It's fascinating stuff. Let's fuck up the Dockers. Yeah, that'd be really lovely. Tim Davis, thank you. <laughs> We're playing him at 4.40 on a Sunday. Horrible time. No, no, it's, I, I like that as a TV game. I'm actually going mind out it. with a few of the dads. Sarah? No. Okay. Few sorry, the, sorry. We, we'll... Sarah alone, please. Um, with a few of the dads <laughs> from the footy club. This wants to see me. And it starts at four, so the footy will be on. I could be distracted. Could why'd, be you, why'd you agree to do that? Probably never even looked at You're too nice of a person. You are too nice of a person. Hang on, are we play them Saturday night or Sunday night? Sunday. Sunday. You yeah, know, we're, we're at the pub on Sunday. Idiot. Tim, Idiot. Say goodbye. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Love it. Fabulous. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Prenda DJ playing hashtag Prenda DJ if you want to guess the theme of this song. We'll see you next week.